Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. Welcome to How We Seize It, episode 106. This week we're tackling Ghostbusters Afterlife, the the movie that's been uh, anticipated and waited for for 30 years now, a uh, <laughs> little, little more than that. Uh, when was uh, the 30, second? Uh, I think it was 32 years since uh, Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. Um, so, and, and this so, yeah, continues on years. kind of the same franchise, whereas the the 19 or the 2015 or 2016 16. Uh, version didn't really i think it did have some cameos with the cast but they didn't yeah but they didn't also. even play their main characters and yeah. so yeah we'll, we'll talk about that a little later there's there's some stuff with that one that i'd like to discuss just a little bit just because it's part of part of the ghostbuster world but not only 32 years it's also funny because uh this has been a, a like a year and a half since it was originally released. It was really right. originally supposed to come out on my uh, 50th birthday. I was looking that up. It's like uh, July 10th, uh, 2020. Uh, so, and it got delayed like five different times, obviously because, yeah. of, because of the pandemic, but. Uh, so sucks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, uh, welcome to how, how we seize it. Yeah. I'm Noah. I'm one of the main hosts. And with me as always is my main man, Steve. Say Thank hi, you Steve. for having me. I uh, appreciate <laughs> it. It's good to be here. I'm always here to have you. This is this is our, this is our special time when we share it with everybody else. It's our special time. I like that. <laughs> well, it is. It's kind of like you know we used to get to hang out a lot more and stuff like this, and and now and I mean it started with pandemic where we kind of like weren't around each other as much uh, amongst other things, and this is kind of like that. You know, I look forward to these this this all week long essentially, and and then as soon as it's over, I'm like, oh, I can't wait till next week. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I seriously, it is. It's a lot yeah. of fun. I uh, I really enjoy this, and and that's why we do it. All right. Uh, one of the things we do here on how we seize it is we like to pair a cocktail or drink with whatever it is we are watching this week, and uh, this just happens to be Ghostbusters. So, um, I know I know what Steve did, and and I want to hear his uh, explanation of his drink. So, Steve, tell me what you got. Well. You know, originally I didn't. I thought we were going to be watching the movie on the night of the of the podcast, like we do with a lot of the theatrical oh, yeah, yeah. movies. Um, so it wasn't until well, so I wasn't at all. I wasn't preparing for a drink at first. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, when you're watching a movie for the first time, it, it's 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 weird that you have that in the back of your mind. It's like, okay, I got to think of a drink. It's like <laughs> you want to experience the movie at the same time. I'm thinking of a drink. I'm thinking of a drink because I can't go back and watch this again. It's in the theaters. Right. It's a one time only. But uh, this was pretty easy for me in a in a in a <laughs> movie that doesn't really have much uh, alcohol references. Nope. It does. It it's got a great uh, joke from. Uh, from Phoebe, who has a bunch of dad jokes that she delivers yeah. throughout the movie, which is classic. Um, she she does a great job with them too because she's got kind of a deadpan way of telling yeah. the joke. She's not a she's not a comedian, but she she uh, tells the joke to uh, Gozer of all of yeah. all people. Um, and kind of buying some time, delaying buying her. some time. It's kind of like doing the whole uh, Star Lord thing where he, uh, mm-hmm. he he breaks into <laughs> the, the dance. dance She's yeah, yeah. And uh, so her joke is: a grasshopper walks into a bar, and the bartender says, "We have a drink named after you." So the grasshopper says, "You have a drink named Steve." 
So, so anyway, that kind of, you know, being uh, a fellow named Steve, I had to, I had to go there. So uh, I'd never had a grasshopper before, but I, I looked it up and it's a pretty straightforward drink. And not only is it a straightforward drink, it looks exactly like slime. So uh, yeah. uh, I was really, I was really, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to change it. I'm going to do it just as is. Uh, call it Steve and uh, made it. it it's uh, one part uh, creme de creme de cacao. Uh, which mm-hmm. is like a cocoa, uh, a chocolate cream, um, creme de uh, malt, I believe, which is a mint uh, cream, and then cream itself. So all equal parts, and you mix it up and in a shaker and pour it in a uh, in a martini. It's a martini style. glass, yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, I nailed the color. It's green. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna That's taste really it now, though. For. I'm not a big fan of. Um, so I, I'll eat chocolate. My wife loves loves chocolate, but uh, when she knows that I'm trying to cut down, she'll eat uh, mint chocolate, like uh, junior mints <laughs> or something like that, because because I always turn that down. It's like no, I don't go for it. So I'm not really going to. I'm not drinking this to really like it too much. At the same time, I can handle it, and we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, go ahead. So. Mm. Yep, it's about exactly what I'd expect, but but <laughs> but I'll drink minty? it. I'll drink it. I know they can yeah. make. I, I know you could throw some vodka in there and make it like a flying grasshopper or yeah. things like that to to booze it I up a little bit. I saw a couple other different. But this yeah. is. I, I didn't want to lose the color, so so I made sure I found some uh, uh, the right ingredients. I, I just got the cheap ingredients. The the um, at but uh, but it's 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 legit. I, I mean, you there's not really you can't really get expensive ingredients for that one. I mean, there are there are some chocolate liqueurs that are a little bit higher in and stuff like that. Uh, Garadelli actually has one, I think. Um, but I, I didn't see too many of the cream de mints. You know, I'm gonna enjoy drinking this. I think nice. it's not like eating a Good. it's not like eating a junior mint. This is this is a little bit more it's smooth. <laughs> it's nice, but nice. it's still dessert you. Okay, yeah. now I know we had a common theme going here, uh, so I'm, but oh, we uh, had to. Yeah, I, it, it, I did the exact same thing in the theater. As soon as she said that joke, uh, I was looking at Alyssa, and I'm like, I got my drink. And then I'm right in my mind, it was, I was like, because I know you, we saw it the day before you. Um, I know you saw it the day after us, so, and I was like, damn, I know Steve's gonna do this too. So, but I had to just because one of my favorite parts of the whole movie were the dad jokes. Uh-huh. And, and her delivery of them. And this one killed because she actually had a little giggle herself when she did it and a little flourish. And I, I just, I loved it. And, and the fact that it was it, a drink called Steve too, just, I was like, come on. So I, 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 uh, I pinkied out mine a little bit. Um, I, w- I wanted to go a little different. Um, one of the things that me and uh, my wife, Alyssa, always drink is uh, we like the um, blended white Russians, which is a regular white Russian, but blended and uh, I always replace the cream with vanilla ice cream. And so it kind of comes out more like a milkshake, a kind of a, an adult uh, beverage milkshake. Uh, then we've also tried some of those where we replace the Kahlua with like a butter shot um, liqueur. So we get a butterscotch milkshake. Um, I'll change up the vodka and use like a, a vanilla vodka or like a, a caramel vodka, get that flavor. So I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go along that theme. So I, I started, I used the same two ingredients that you did. I used the, the cream to the mint and cream to the cocoa or cocoa, cocoa. Uh, I always cream cacao. Cacao, yeah. The, I the cream, the cream. got on YouTube to, to, to listen to how it was pronounced because it's like. Yeah, Bo, uh, Bo's going to give us some shit about that one. I don't know the mint. I thought it was just cream to the mint, but it, they spell it funky. So maybe it's just the French way of saying it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, well, I, I looked at the spelling. It was like monte. Mont, yeah. Monte. And I, <laughs> but when I heard it, uh, they pronounce it more like uh, mont. 
So it's so it's okay. it is kind of like mint, but cream, malt, cream malt. de malt. Yeah, mint. it's is yes. that pink? Yeah, it nose up. You got to say it with a nose, nose up. up. There you go. Yes. Out. Um, so I wanted I wanted to spruce mine up. So I went with the same thing. Um, I did mine in a blender. Um, so I was gonna I was gonna give it that kind of a uh, milkshakey type uh, aspect. So I started off with two big scoops of mint chocolate chip ice cream, <laughs> right off the top. A big scoop of regular ice. Threw in four ounces of each of the cream to mint and cream to the cacao, 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 cacao the, <laughs> the chocolate stuff. Um, then I wanted, I'm like, yeah, this needs a little more kick. So I put in two ounces of some Jameson Irish whiskey. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, you know, I need, I need this to have a little kick. Um, blend that all up and, and it came out really nice. It has that great green color, little speckles of the, uh, the um, chocolate in it and stuff like that. So I was, I was really excited with that. But I had to even go one further. So I went and bought a box of grasshopper cookies, right? Which are the Keebler, the Keebler elf, uh, equivalent to thin mint, uh, cookies. They're the grasshopper cookies, which is a mint chocolate chip cookie. Um, and I grated that up and then I rimmed the glass with the grasshopper cookie. Nice. So I you know what? Mine... rather than calling it pink, uh, you know, saying pinky, pinky out, you out. should just say this is Steve with three E's, you know, and, and, well, that's that, when I was going to spell mine out. Mine is called a drink, a uh, drink named Steve with three E's. Nice. So, mine... <laughs> so there it is. And it's, yeah, uh, I haven't tried it yet. So here we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's that's like, good. You've got like a like a goblet style. Uh, yeah, that's that yeah. It's like more a of a margarita glass. <laughs> no, I like it. Yeah, you look um, more like I really Jesus like the Christ cookie of, on the side. Of, of, the cookie on the side really helps too. The the the, the <laughs> grated cookie really really adds to it. Gives it a texture and a flavor that's just. I, I could drink these all night too. And I like the fact that it's got that Jameson in it. When you post mm. it, you can just call mine plain old Steve because. Yeah, but... <laughs> Plain old Steve and then Steve. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> um, and then I, then I found another uh, one called a Ghostbuster while I was looking around. And it's a simple drink. I'm not really sure exactly why they called it a Ghostbuster, but um, I found it on a drink uh, app, which I thought was pretty funny just to have that. But it's called a Ghostbuster. It's a uh, one and a half ounce Bailey's cream, Irish, Irish cream. Uh, one and a half ounce Kahlua and a one and a half ounce vodka, and then just pour it in a glass. So I got that there. It's it, it's kind of just your standard little you know Irish cream Kahlua drink essentially, and so that's my little uh, extra. It's got a nice sweetness to it, kind of like a not a strong coffee, but kind of like a coffee ice cream kind of flavor to it. It's a so creamy. It's a creamy evening, you know. To, to it talk is. about Ghostbusters, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you're gonna cream a little bit when you talk about Ghostbusters. You can't <laughs> not. Well, we've already done uh, a podcast <laughs> on the original. I think that was one of our first uh, throwback podcasts, it was. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it was a little ways back there, about uh, about sixty episodes ago. Well, not not hundred percent positive okay. exactly when it was, but I could look that up if I needed to. Uh, but yeah, that was one of our throwbacks, and. Uh, I, I I almost listened to it again today, but I was I was busy listening to some other stuff. Um, it is a uh, it was one of the funner ones we did that and and being a throwback for us I think was really cool just because it's something I know we both enjoyed. Um, which it's when we do enjoy them I think it it comes out better. You know, yeah. just it it's either it's either we both enjoy it or we both have to have complete opposite takes on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. I I like how, I mean, I don't mind it when we talk about movies that, that I don't like. Like, to me, I don't think I'd give this this movie we saw today or yesterday 
or I guess for you a couple days ago, I, I wouldn't give it a good review. On the other hand, there were things about this movie that I loved. And so there's lots of good stuff to talk about. Um, so, okay. to, so, so I think I, I don't mind talking about movies that I don't necessarily like, as long as I've got some, some good stuff to talk, <laughs> about. To talk about. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So Ghostbusters was our episode 35. So that was, that was quite a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, interesting. I, I'm surprised you didn't like this. I, I actually, uh, even as a standalone movie, I really enjoyed it. Um, and, and maybe it is because of the nostalgia, uh, but I thought it also had a decent enough story to hold its own. Um, as far as a decent story, I thought it um, succeeded the most with its with its own story. But I thought it gave in the last half to to nostalgia, and it 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 overrode the story. I thought I thought they really kind of buried the characters and the story and the nostalgia in the end, which uh, disappointed me. So uh, I, I I see what you're saying, and, and a lot of other people had that same that same aspect. There, they said that they didn't like the fact that it it rode too much close to the original movie. Like it had a lot of the same beats and stuff as the original movie. And I understand that. And my thought on that was, is I, I, I liked the fact that because it kind of, it kind of brought it full circle that, you know, uh, I like the fact that it was every so many millennia, 30 years or whatever, 34 years that 35 years that they come back again. And, mm -hmm. you know, and it was kind of like that, that ticking clock, you know, and it had the clock and stuff like that. So, well, let's start kind of at the beginning because, to me, the first act I thought was wonderful. I loved mm -hmm. the new characters they introduced, and that's not easy when you're dealing with with a a sequel to a franchise that's so success, successful. Is introducing these new characters that we've never been introduced to before and having them succeed so well. Uh, they didn't fall yeah. flat. I thought, Mister, you know, you know, you've got the the family of, of Spenglers that uh, all all three of them. Uh, I thought were very well cast and really played their roles right. Mr. Go Mr. Uh, Gruber Gruberson was was Gary uh, Gruberson, was, yeah. It was was classic. Um, and even podcast. <laughs> podcast was hilarious. So I call myself was... podcast because of my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Alyssa gave me shit with that one right away. Right, of course. Yeah. You can't not. She, she, <laughs> right away she goes, oh, you should be watching this with Steve. <laughs> and uh, I was like, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, no, podcast was great. And and um, uh, uh, Phoebe was, was incredible. I yeah. did not think... Um, uh, what was it? It's uh, Trevor. It? Trevor. Trevor. I, you know, he was good for what he was, but I don't think he had a whole lot to do in the story. Uh, well, I, I, I liked some of his lines. I liked, uh, I liked his kind of um, cynical, uh, cynical back talk to his mom at times. I thought it was, it was funny and appropriate. I really, and yeah. and and the mother, which I've seen her before in like in Fargo season two and Gone Girl, I really think she is a, a very talented. Uh, actress that that can create a character that that you really connect with, and and still is flawed and and put it yeah. on screen, especially in a in a movie like this. And that's and uh, but um, Trevor kind of struck me as that if, if you go back to to you know he was in Stranger Things and it. Yep. If you look at uh, Stranger Things uh, season two, he dressed up as a Ghostbuster in that. Oh right, yeah, no, that that, that was cool. I, I like that aspect. I just don't think there was much for. Him. I, I I don't think he did bad. He just to me was one of the least interesting characters. Okay. Um, only only outdone in least interesting as Lucky. Um, which was Lucky which Domingo, was the, the 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 girlfriend, the pretend. Yeah. The, the, yeah. 
they just to me i mean they had to be there right they played their part i just didn't i didn't think their part was as big now where where the original ghostbusters was more of a team and you you had the 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 three main then and then we got uh winston later to create the four this one was really more of a, a single story with phoebe and it really was about her and i and i'm okay with that and i she I really had the story that. arc and and that's where yeah. i think yeah these other minor characters they i thought they started off interesting and i wanted to see where they went with them and a lot of them they just yeah. didn't go anywhere with once yeah. once the kind of the nostalgic aspect of, of things kicked in but we're still in the first act so let's not yeah <laughs> so she, phoebe has well i mean yeah we start we started in the beginning which you know uh great opening right we get we get the the truck racing through oh, yeah, and yeah. speeding and yeah and you and, you at one point you just catch a, a glimpse of a of a silhouette and I knew it was him. I knew, I knew it's so quick. It's like that. That's Egon. Yep. It's just. Yep. It's it, it's, it it they did it so effectively, and that was just just enough to uh, to make it. I don't know what it is about yeah. his his profile, but his profile. Uh, yeah, yeah. It kind of gave me shivers a little bit when I when I saw it. It's like, oh my god, that's yeah. great. I loved. I mean, uh, it was funny. The thing that I got, and it was with this scene, and then there were some of the others later when they have Ecto One rolling around and, and speeding and sliding through some corners and stuff. I was like, "Damn, I want to go drive like that." <laughs> well, you I know, <laughs> I wrote down uh, the, to me the nostalgia that worked, and one of my favorite things, things that they brought back, was Ecto One, especially on the enhancements. Mm -hmm. They kind of gave it a new, new personality and stuff um so i i agree they really had some fun with ecto-1 they the, had to have they had to have ecto-1 there most of those things were all revealed in the trailer though unfortunately which yeah. uh so that that does sometimes uh, lessen the impact when you're seeing the movie true true yeah. um so yeah we get introduced to to uh the family um the mom and and you know they get kicked they're getting evicted after we get the the opening scene where oh so the cool part about that, like, you know, we have, he, he gets to his house, he has the trap and then you can see he's kind of baiting, baiting whatever's coming at him. Yeah. And, you know, he has the system failures and stuff, goes in the house, hides the trap and then sits in the chair, exact same chair from the original Ghostbusters that, um, Sigourney Weaver, yeah. Dana. Yeah. was sitting in and, uh, the, it has the same things. The hands reach up and, and pin the hands down and stuff like that. And, I didn't know I, I that. Thought, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. It's okay. it's it may not be the exact same chair, but it looks almost identical and it's the same kind of situation. Uh which funny fact is if you uh if you watch that in slow motion, the hand that comes out and grabs Sigourney Reaver grabs her in a way that it pulls her shirt over enough that there's a slight nipple slip in it. Oh, okay. And, and <laughs> yeah. Just something I knew. Uh, just thought I'd throw it out there. Uh, it's one of those things I look for every time I watch the show. Um, the perverts in our audience. There you go. No, 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 no. That's not true. <laughs> uh, I think I mentioned it when we did our Ghostbusters one. But yeah, did it was. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's one of those things. But I just I knew that chair, and I thought it was kind of cool that that was one of the first kind of throwback, little bit, you know, little little nostalgia and stuff like that. I thought that was cool. Um, but then we we meet the family. I got to say, I've already finished my drink and <laughs> I was a lot happier with it. It went down so smooth and it gave me just the right buzz. But uh, now I'm kind of pouring a second. So, so now we know what not to give you when you're trying to lose weight and don't want to uh, <laughs> add extra calories from alcohol. Too late. Too late. I'm putting on the pounds already. <laughs> and it's the holidays, so it's not going the other direction until maybe right, January. Then, then what? We sign up for the uh, gym membership and go from there. 
<laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, I gotta, I gotta work on that too. Um, we meet the family; they're getting kicked out of where they're at. Uh, great interaction. This is this. You are correct in the fact that Trevor does have some great lines back and forth. His mom kind of, you know, that snarky kid and stuff like that. I agree, he did do that. I just don't think he had the backstory that some of the others. But we get introduced to Phoebe. <laughs> Incredible, like introduction too. Like, uh, like something like power drops out and they flash over to her, and she's like, she's got wires sticking out of the wall, and she's like rewiring stuff, trying to get uh, two eighty or two twenty out of the wall. Impressive how she came. You know, this is obvious, obviously a kind of a callback to Egon's character, and yet mm-hmm. she did make it her own. She, uh, it, it didn't feel like she was just playing Egon as a, you know, as a kid. And really, they just kind of gave her the glasses, and you kind of felt the it. Hair. it. Kind of. It kind of gave she kind of owned the the enthusiasm and that that dry delivery um yeah. you know almost well, she like she's a little bit too. on the spectrum or something like that but uh, I, and how she even admitted like you know i'm feeling all oh gosh that there's that line when she's talking about you know her emotions yeah her emotions they're all inside but uh or they're you know outside she doesn't do anything but inside she's i i can't remember what they were actually talking about for that scene uh it was it was when the when uh gary gooberson and the mom were going to go out on a date and the podcast oh, right. goes oh right. he's going to try and bone your mom and, and, and she's like uh, i'm throwing up inside, like that's yeah. it yeah i'm throwing up inside um there oh god i can't there's ah oh, damn it i looked it up earlier they have a name for for her um type of person or type of character um it's a neural neut- neutral uh, it has something oh, to do okay. with like having like the ADD and having like being a little anxiety. bit on the spectrum, a little bit of autism. Yeah. Like the- I can't think of the word. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out at some point, but yeah, she's, she is supposed to be that where, yeah, she's a little bit on the spectrum for some reason. And it's her anxiety where she, you know, she explains that, yes, uh, I go completely kind of calm when I'm losing it, yeah. which, you know, and and that's that's cool. I, I mean, she owns that character. There's another show that she's in that it was was incredible that I really really enjoyed called uh, Troop Zero. Okay. Uh, this was in 2019. It came out. It's like a Girl Scout troop kind of show, but it's done from like the late 70s, early 70s type thing. Um, she plays kind of the same type of character in a way. Her, her, the character's name is Christmas, and just incredible, incredible job. But she's also that little bit. She's not. She's not the same. She's not the normal kid. She's not. You know, things aren't the same with her. And the whole troop is that way. And it just. It's a fabulous show. It kind of reminds me of um, what what was the uh, the midnight one? Um, oh, why can't I think of uh, Kingdom Midnight Kingdom? Yeah, Midnight Kingdom. It had a feel similar to that. Um, yes. Just a little bit off from it, but uh, uh, Troop Zero is a great show if you want to watch her kind of character again. In, in a different atmosphere. Really, really good. I enjoyed that one a lot. Midnight um, Kingdom is a great uh, comparison, actually, to, to to a movie like this that really sent, uh, keeps its focus more on the on the younger characters and mm-hmm. lets them lead the movie, um, which I think was a great, great way of, 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 you know, great vehicle for this movie. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, it definitely was. Um, but yeah, we got we got her character. She You, you know right away... She's she's related to e, uh, Egon. Just the hair, the glasses. As a matter of fact, um, I read somewhere where she's wearing either the exact same, either it, they are the glasses or they got the the exact same frames and made her glasses with the ones that Egon wore in the first Ghostbusters, which I thought was you know that that's pretty cool that they go back that far and, and kind of like 
let, let's make it uh, legit. Which, I mean, it goes to show, too, because the director of this was the son of the director of the first two Ghostbusters. Um, <laughs> I see. Which, uh, Jason Reitman, yeah. Um, yep. Not only that, his father, Ivan Reitman, who directed the original, was producer. I watched some of the behind the scenes a while ago, and I remember it actually was kind of uncomfortable to watch because it seemed like <laughs> Ivan Reitman was on set as Jason Reitman is directing scenes, and it, it, it almost felt like... Uh, you know, the pressure of having the, the original one kind of looking over your shoulder as you're doing it. And I got the feeling it, it was, it was, I felt a little sorry for uh, Jason Reitman who's done. Some, oh no, no. I think, I stuff, think he but... owned this. I, uh, I listened to a podcast that was interviewing the two of them together. Oh yeah. And, and uh, yeah, Jason, Jason holds his own with his dad. Good. Cause there's some times he's talking about something. He's like, Oh, sh old man. He's like, I'm still <laughs> mad at you. Cause my scene got cut. Apparently, him and his mom and maybe a sister were had a scene in the what which should have been in the original uh, Ghostbusters <laughs> and got cut. And they're talking back and forth, and he's like, you know, there's there was only two two uh, two takes of it or one take because you wouldn't go back and do it anymore. And it just <laughs> they were go they were definitely going back and forth. So I think I think it's a love a love relationship that, that they have with each other as far as like they can work together and, and not have that. So good, they've got their own little banter that, that yeah. they can. Well, they can so Bill Murray, Bill Murray is in this, and he refused uh, for the longest time to do anything to do with Ghostbusters. He doesn't want anything to do with Ghostbusters, but he he accepted um, the invite to be to this one and, and came back to do this one because Jason Ribbon was the director, um, because he knew he was there in the original and he you know he respected him and stuff like that. And Harold Ramey, you know he they knew Ramis, it was. Yeah. Yeah, he, they they he he told him that this this is a this is for him. This is you know uh, to honor him and stuff like that. And and apparently, and I don't know enough about it to talk about it, but apparently there was a big blow up between those two at some point. And it was so, during Groundhog Day. I think Groundhog Day was quite. They they butted heads in the making of that. Oh, okay. Uh, and it got really well. You know, I don't think we've actually ever done Groundhog Day, which mm -hmm. would be a great one to to podcast. It on. would. It's a brilliant movie. <laughs> And we should do it like multiple days in a row. What? <laughs> well, just just release it twice, you know, one week and release it again the next week, uh, you know, maybe with with a few changes or no, we just come back and repodcast like the other one didn't happen. Um, but uh, it, and so it was actually surprising to read how much of a of a feud they had during the making of, mm -hmm. of that movie. And I think that is my well, and apparently it lasted a long time. And, and Bill Murray felt really bad about it. Um, afterwards oh, okay. that they never really re reconciled and stuff. So uh, he, this is him kind of trying to, to put that to bed a little bit, trying to, you know, a little too late to kind of, you know, but, but you always got to do what you got to do and stuff. Yeah. So I, I'm glad that he was able to do this and great. So back into Phoebe uh, uh, McKenna, McKenna Grace, uh, incredible. And like her story in this is so good. You You can't help but, just love this kid. <laughs> like Alyssa said so many times, she goes, I am so in love with this little kid. Yeah. I want to take her home. I want to snuggle her up <laughs> and just, and I, I felt the same way. I was like, Oh my God, I, the dad jokes, God damn the dad jokes. I laughed <laughs> out loud. Maybe the only one in the theater there did, but I laughed out loud at every single one of them. I, I'm going to, I'm going to say one just, just kind of in her honor. What do you call a fish with no eyes? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Those are great. Yeah, I've got I've got a list of them here. So so I almost at, at some point we can you know if you want a dad joke, cut away and I'll. I, I will. I, <laughs> I almost did, I almost did a drink called the blue whale in honor of one of the other jokes uh, was the whale joke, which I thought was hilarious too. Oh, you know the whale joke isn't listed here, but you're right. It had something to do yeah. with the the. It's like like two whales walk into a bar or something like that, and one whale's whoa. <laughs> does the whole whale sound and then the other one's like and then she goes and then the other whale's like go home so and so you're drunk and I was like <laughs> oh that's great <laughs> so I yeah I love speaking of her jokes she has a great math joke um, in, in one of her first interactions with uh, with Mr. Gruberson uh, our uh, Paul Rudd who uh, Ant Man in you know in the Ghostbusters world? And, Funny and, thing there and too. I love you, man. That's that's the right. One that oh, I right. With you and me. So <laughs> yeah, I remember you used to tell me you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. Uh, yeah. So um, uh, the, when they show him sitting at the desk, he's reading an Avengers comic with Ant Man on the cover. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, I picked. Show, I picked that one. Well, shows Cujo to the kids. Oh, right. <laughs> Think of Beethoven. <laughs> Just. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but the math joke she gives, uh, you know, she asks, is, is he using three um, three uh, locations for triangulation? He's like, yes, I know what triangulation is. She goes, I'm just being obtuse. And then the wink. <laughs> right, it, but it's just, it's a, it's a very, ego, it's a it's a emotionless wink. <laughs> yes, it is so, you're like, what? And then I she know, goes, it went over my head at first until he said. She goes, he goes, did you just do a math joke? She goes, yes, that's why I Blink, or wink. I, I was like, oh my God, that's so good. <laughs> that scene alone, like it is worth the movie. I mean, well, it was I, worth I, it. I like how she just, you know, she doesn't want to be watching Cujo. So she just wanders into the back and, and looks at all his, uh, his maps. Is this, you know, is it, it, it what, what's the, Sorry. you know, and, and he starts and she starts whipping out these names and he's like, you know what yeah. this is, you know what this is. And, and she's like, yeah, uh, well, not <laughs> but like, without, without the, without quite the There's same Zarkin. emotional yeah. intonation that I threw on it. She's, she's got great delivery with, and, and right. he, he is just so overjoyed too. He's like a, like a, a like a, dad math geek you know that that gets excited yeah. when, when someone can recognize it and and of course it's really it's really funny when uh when he, he's out to dinner with with their mom that uh, uh that saying that you know i wish she would just get in trouble and and you know cue the cue the ecto one going oh by with right the, yeah with with <laughs> right. you know the proton beam cutting through the restaurant and yeah they have no yeah. clue that's actually her doing that but uh Exactly. Well, not only that, but uh, the ghost flies right between them. Yeah. And they don't even rec they don't even see that. As yeah, it, there was there was some classic stuff between the mom and, and him too. Who? So I read one thing too that every one of these were supposed to kind of uh, play apart from their original um, the the beginning um, characters. So you know, each, uh, Phoebe is Egon. Um, Trevor was supposed to be uh, the Bill Murray character. Uh, Peter Venkman. Um, podcast is supposed to be Ray and then Lucky is supposed to be um, Winston. And so they kind of, you know, they, and then, then we have uh, the mom, right, who uh, Callie is supposed to be the Sigoni Weaver character. And then Gerberson Paul Rudd is, 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 is uh, Rick Moranis. Yeah, Rick Moranis, who is the only oh. one that they didn't get back. 
Well, he hasn't done a movie since uh, since the Honey, I, I Blew Up the Baby. Or, you know, he's he's been out of the business for almost as long as, uh, you know, a couple decades at least. So he's, although, you know who did he's get it back? He's working on it. He's, do, he's doing a Honey, I Shrunk the Kid things right now. Is or he? Was why, it, he also did why a, they were doing uh, this. a promo okay. for... Um, Commercial? Yeah, who was it? It was uh, uh, Green Lantern, um, <laughs> Dead, Deadpool... Uh, Ryan oh, yeah. Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds doing the Mint Mobile or something that, and and he comes out and uh, does some sort of, you know, soft spoken. Well, when Ryan Reynolds asks you to be in something, you just you do it. Yeah, no, <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds was so over the moon that he got Rick yeah. Moranis to do this, and and the commercial that, you can tell. Um, but I wish they would have just had a way, find a way to put him in there. I you know, someone who was like, know. they should have just had a Zoom call or at some point, or even had his voice on the phone. Well, like, you know, I mean, let's look at how they put Dana, Dana uh, Sigourney Weaver in. They didn't get her in the movie. In fact, it wasn't until they throw her name on the on the uh, credits right. that say and you and it, my wife even said, what was she in it? And then, boom, they cut to the cut scene, or the, <laughs> the, the mid mid credit scene where it's this, so someone it's, it's this really fun scene with with her and Bill Murray. Oh, right. Absolutely nothing to do with the movie. It's just a, kind of a little. Oh, it's a throwback yeah. to the original. It, well, it, it's, yeah, it's a uh, great throwback to the original. Because, um, right. you know, his behavior in the first Ghostbusters has been probably, in a sense, canceled. If it weren't Bill Murray, it <laughs> would have been, you know, because because here he's doing, you know, he's doing shock the way he uh, treats women. And I know. But so this almost kind of was was playing poking fun at that, you know, that that whole thing. And and she was getting the the upper hand. And getting, well, so here's a here's a, here's a little tidbit. I don't know if you picked up on. They both had wedding rings on, and so they were in a house, not in like a lab or anything like that. So people were assuming that they're like, okay, well now they're showing that they were actually married, is is the the idea that they were coming up with. Now they also uh, said that this was possibly a scene that was shot for the movie that didn't make it for whatever reason. Like they didn't they didn't uh, weren't able to put it in the middle so that they weren't only introduced at the very, you know, reintroduced back at the very end. And that was part of it. What, whatever it is, I liked it. I am bummed because I didn't pre look up how many in credit scenes and I missed the last one. Oh, you Although did. You I know, missed you, it. I would have missed it too. I appreciate you. <laughs> you and the only reason I text. I, you, you texted me yesterday and the only reason I didn't respond is because I was watching the movie at the time, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, okay. You know, I, I should have I sent you a thanks afterwards, but it was, uh, it's all good. Um, I went and looked it up and, and I didn't get to see it, but I got the whole gist of it. So I was like, I was like, that's cool. It's long. It's, it's really, yeah. and it's, um, it shows, it starts with a, I don't think this was in the original movie. It's a, it's a scene from the original movie that was shot but never. It was. I think it was cut. It was cut, cut and it's where Annie Potts' character um, gives uh, Egon a coin. Is it that yep. or the other way around? It's a world. It's a world. Yeah, it's a world yeah, fair coin. Yeah, says you know it's a one of the kind, and she's he's like, should I give it back to you? And she's like, it's all right. I have another one at home or something like that. But yeah. then it, then it cuts to her in the in the waiting room, and she's flipping the coin around. It's real time, you know, current times. And then she goes and talks to Winston, who it's kind of charming because they talk about, you know, Ray being the 
they kind of describe each character and what was his role. Yeah. And he's like, I was the, I was, I was the sex appeal, which is, which is yeah. really kind of funny. <laughs> um, and, uh, but obviously he's very well off and, uh, yeah. he's reopening up the, uh, the, uh, they're, they're going the garage, to the garage and yeah. then they, and then, then you see the, uh, the, the, the containment, uh, chamber that That's, they have yep. is, looks like it's about to go, go, bad yeah. like run out of juice or something like that so yep. it, it teases that oh they may be back so it, it, yeah it sets it up for a potential which is great that's that's all we can ask for um whether they do it or not i don't know and and if they do i'm all for it I, I, i'm ready to ready to watch it again i um, yeah it, okay <laughs> so i mean we're we're back uh you know um the gist is that the the family gets kicked out of their their apartment um, after after they find out that uh, Egon is, it has passed away, and they're they're gonna move out to the house, thinking that oh we're just gonna pick up this check, you know, sell the state, whatever kind of thing. And they get out there, and some great lines is like oh we inherited a murder house, and you know some of just <laughs> some, some great great stuff, you know. Everybody keeps calling him the dirt farmer and all this stuff like that, and you just see that you know yeah. he kind of went hermit and stuff like that, and you know and and. It takes a while to see. It, it pays off in the end what it was all about. Oh, I, I like Trev- when Trevor said, uh, you know, he's trying to get get service on get his phone. Bar. He's like, Come on, not a single bar. And and uh, Callie says, the mo- there better be a bar. Better be, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there better be at least one bar. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, some great stuff with that. Uh, I loved. Uh, <laughs> be a I'm, I'm reading the. I got the jokes up here. This is great. Phoebe, be a deer and break into your grandfather's house. <laughs> right. Yes. That, <laughs> yeah. Well, they, I mean, they, they show that she's very intelligent, very, um, STEM related, you know, very smart, um, get, I mean, she's, she's rewiring housing and, you know, and it goes to the about whole Phoebe thing. Again. Yeah. 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 Phoebe, uh, you know, the, the one thing I didn't like, and this is where it kind of failed and I, in and maybe the movie or with her character, her character Okay. is, is when the ghost kind of stuff starts happening, the chessboard. There's no freak out at all. There's no, there, there's like, oh, we're going to do this is the only line. I agree. Well, I, I sensed that too, until they kind of said she keeps all our emotions inside. And then, and then I rethought that a little bit, but it, there was a line at the beginning where it's like, she doesn't believe in ghosts. That's, that's ridiculous. That was, that was the other part of it. That kind and, of was like, and so, yeah, when, ghosts, I thought they went a little overboard with the, with Egon the presence, <laughs> with the with the presence of, yeah, the chess, it just moved in front, it picked up and went. It wasn't, it wasn't Doesn't subtle. Slide. They went all out, and, and yeah. then when she discovers the underneath thing and the light, just kind of like becomes Moves. becomes yeah. the eyeball. Like look over there, look over there. Yeah, it, it almost got a little overboard. And of course, well, we haven't gotten to the end, but I do think that was uh, was not where I wanted the movie to go. Uh, oh, see, uh, now I'm I'm completely opposite. I actually liked kind of how it ended. I like okay. well, it. We're, we're still at the beginning. I don't yeah. want to get... Just, uh, there's a lot to talk about still. We're, we're going to keep talking about okay. it. Okay. So, okay. Uh, but that was one of the things I thought they didn't do well is that her first interactions with the ghost uh, entity were a little off. You know, like I, I could see her being, you know, the, the chisel, the, the chisel, the chessboard, you know, <laughs> playing the game. But yeah, when it did, it just moved all and then it knocked a piece off the board. I was kind of like, and she didn't move at all. I was kind of like, mm, okay, not, mm, all right. 
not having known anything about, you know, her past or his past or anything like that, that it just kind of, it didn't. And then she found, uh, oh, I can't think of the name of the little, the little, uh, ghost binder, uh, uh tricorder uh, thing. PKE meter. <laughs> yeah. A PKE now that, meter, yeah. that was cool. I like that. Cause it's another throwback. And she trusts it, and she's she's interested in what it's telling her. You're, I'm you're talking about the meter, because I loved yeah. it when she found the ghost trap. I got oh, so yeah. excited because she had to solve a puzzle. The, the puzzle board. Like, you know, and it's like, oh, my God, I would be so excited to find something like that. So now that was great. I love the fact that it was a puzzle board, because that makes sense. Uh-huh. That, to me, made sense that Egon would put that in there. That makes sense that she would find that. Here's my problem with it. He okay. led her to it. That was the only thing stopping... Gozar, and he led her to it, knowing that it possibly could lead to her opening it. Did it? Did he lead her to it? Yeah, because he led her to the chair, and he moved the chair that oh, that showed her the the oh, the spot on the floor. Okay. Because it was the chair was over it. That was so. I didn't pick it up. I I got it from a different podcast. I don't know yeah. which one. I listened to so many. Uh, some were great. Some were not so great. Uh, it was what it was. Um, I. I <laughs> <laughs> it's typical. I found one that was like, oh my God, they are the biggest Ghostbusters like fan club I've ever heard. And listening to them geek out about it was a lot of fun. So I, I was really excited for that to be the last one I listened to. So I was I was really excited. But yeah, so someone brought it up is like, yeah, you know, you had one of the demon dogs captured. If that would have never got out, we would have never had to deal with any of this. So I, it was I did like, think of that through throughout at one point or at one point while I was watching it is that she kind of caused all this by releasing that or, mm-hmm. or Mr. Gruberson by, mm-hmm. by opening it up and, and having the, the, the dog jump out and, you know, shoot Which, off, you know, but it, you had to have it for the movie. So I get it. it. It's okay. Yeah. But maybe, maybe if Egon led her to it, maybe he saw a bigger picture in that, you know, she's the one true, that true. could, could figure this all out and took a, took a risk. And it's like, yeah. you know, uh, it's a good call. I like that. I like, I like that theory. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. Cause yeah, <laughs> she was, he, he saw her as being a better ghostbuster than probably his, his other three partners from the past. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, I mean, so, you know, we go through a lot of other stuff. We get some of the, the stuff with, Trevor trying to get the job, you know, there's some funny moments with that and, you know, him flirting with the girl and trying to, and, she, her and her giving him shit back and, you know, it was okay. Nothing great. Uh, we get the, the interactions. Why was she at summer school? Okay. That's the question I cannot come up with. I, you know, it was funny cause my, my wife said, why wasn't he at summer school? And I pointed out that he was supposed he to go, but then he jumped out of the car and said, I'll meet you there and ended up getting a job instead. Mm. And, and, but that's a good call. I, I, I don't know if they ever answered why they're going to summer school. Maybe they did. We've only seen it once, but maybe it had something to do <laughs> with the fact that they were evicted and maybe they got, you know, they'd never finished their semester or something. Uh, yeah. It, it kind of seemed, but well, I mean, they started I, summer school pretty quickly after I, they got I, there. I don't mind movies that kind of don't fill in all these these blanks uh, because in life it does make sense that people yeah. who move around may miss school. You got to jump onto a summer yeah. session or something like that. So, well, here, so I could, here. I could answer it with, with, I could come up with an, an answer and be my, satisfied. My thought was, is she likes to learn. So she thought, <laughs> okay, I, I'm going to go to school if I can go to school and great, you know, great line when, you know, she's leading her in there and stuff like that. You know, it was like, 
you know, it'll be fun. He's like, no, this is a house of, you know, deviants and all that. And then, you know, she she's walking off. She goes, don't be yourself. Right. Which then <laughs> right. pays off later when uh, Gary, when she comes and tells her, her and Gary are going out on a date and she's walking away. And she's like, yeah, don't be yourself. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's so funny. <laughs> so a classic. I mean, great yeah. stuff right there. Um, then uh, we, you know, so she's in the class, which is fun, you know, and that's she gets to know the teacher. And, and then podcast, where this is where we get introduced to podcast. That kid killed it. <laughs> podcast is so good in this. Now, and uh, I think it's uh, Logan Kim is the character or the, the actor who played podcast. This is only his second time ever being in anything. Yeah, he did well. <laughs> he, he was so good. And not only did he do so good for what he was doing, he did so good with the fact that he represented podcasters everywhere. <laughs> he had that kind of just, and then this is funny, listening to all these podcasts, everybody loved, I have not heard one person bag on anything podcast did or said, like there was nothing the kid could do wrong. Um, him and Phoebe together, like there, I didn't hear a negative thing about any, either one of them the whole way through. Good. Even from people that really didn't like this movie at all. They, and two. it was it was funny how their friendship kind of began. He kind of forced himself, uh, to, <laughs> you know, and and uh, and I remember when she introduced podcast to uh, I don't know who it was, but this is my friend. It was almost like she didn't know what to make how of to that. say friend. <laughs> you know, yeah. but here, here he is. And uh, <laughs> I think it was when she introduced it to her, her brother. OK. When the, when the car pulls up, when they, uh, yeah. they, after they came out and he's like, this is my friend. And they're like, uh, you don't have friends. He's like, <laughs> I know. I don't know what a friend. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect example. Um, but yeah, he was great. I, I <laughs> you know, he's carrying around his equipment. Just everything he did was he had a great humor. He was supposed to be the Ray character. Um, and so, you know, which is, it's funny cause we get that last little interaction between him and Ray where, uh, you know, he comes out and he's covered in the marshmallows. That's right. From, from popping all the little uh, Stay Puffs. The mini Puffs, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, he he's talking to him and he said something and I can't remember the line, but he's talking about, oh, yeah, this is my podcast. And he mentions it and, the, and he rattles off the... Uh, oh, 46th episode. That's when you really came together or something like that. Well, <laughs> you know, yeah. He you go, really he found goes, your voice. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a four-letter thing. And he's like, that's you? He goes... And he goes, you're my listener or you're my subscriber? My, you're, you're and my, I was like, oh. You're my single subscriber. That's right. Yeah. Not like, oh, you're one of so many. You you're are one, my one subscriber. My subscriber. I was like, <laughs> so funny. Yeah. And then, then it really found its voice at episode 46. Yeah, that was great. Uh, that's about when we found ours, I think. Uh, maybe a little earlier, but not too much. Uh, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, podcast was a great character. And and the, the, the them two playing off each other, it, it just fits so well. Um, incredible. Um, we get, we get the, you know, the, the introduction of Gruberson and then, uh, the kids run off and they, he's, uh, they go and, um, they investigate the, the mountain, right? Which both kids end up going to the mountain separate times. And kind of, this is where we get introduced a little bit to what the big bad is going to be essentially. Um, well, it's, it's, it's effective how they assemble the old story and kind of give it a, give it a, a, a physical presence because in the, in the original movie, you know, we they talk about Gozer the Gozerian, and they talk about this yeah. this uh, Ivo Shandor, and 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 kind of these weird things. And here, you're actually starting to see what all that is. I liked that. I thought I thought that was a good way of of bringing the original story and giving it kind of its own 
own uh, physicality and uh, yeah. origin, origin, and they piece that together well. Yeah, well, they definitely have. Uh, Evo was the was the founder of the town and all that and stuff like that. The leader so that of the cult of Gozer too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they show they have the temple and they talk about the people throwing themselves over the side and all that. And then you know, then also Lucky and and Trevor they end up going out with a bunch of kids out to the mountain and sitting over the top of that fucking mine shaft like they were on that thing. That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like I don't care. You no, know, you did just. A, abandoned equipment like that you don't trust that shit for nothing that could have fell so easy <laughs> then not only that but later this this these are the issues i have just with like practicality they use that same little mine shaft uh uh cart thing to drop down into it <laughs> it's like i'm like oh no no okay <laughs> this is where we lose the kids and uh i mean they had to show it somehow, and I, I think there was another joke in there at some point, uh, and, and going into the mine shaft, I can't remember which one it was, but uh, that was there was another joke in that one. But just they did a really good job with tying it back to the original. Other than mm -hmm. you know, we all knew she was Egon's granddaughter, right? And, and and other than that, but this started to tie it back into the story and what was we got the idea of what was going on. Then we get the 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 scene in the basement uh workshop i don't know what you want to call that where she follows egon's, the, egon's workshop where yeah which this is another one where i was kind of like okay you made her a little too smart like uh she didn't know anything about ghostbusters or any of the equipment or all that and he leads her to one of the proton packs which right off the top like that's just not something unless you're really into this shit you probably know and he shows her it, and he's like, oh, it's just missing these two parts. And it's like, yeah, you don't even know what this shit is. That was a, that was a little stretch for me. That was kind of one of the only ones where I was kind of like, ugh. I don't know. I, I, I agree with you at the same time. I, I haven't been exposed to kids on the spectrum except through through movies. I, so to me, I think of Rain Man and, and looking at the toothpicks and going, you know, you know, rattling off some numbers that all add up to the amount of toothpicks there are and and uh, and and thinking maybe if there is some sort of uh, someone that's a little bit on the spectrum, maybe they have some some hidden talents. Maybe she's got a photographic memory. She can un she understands components. So I don't know. But I, I, I just don't know. But that you're saying that she would just know something that she's never been able to study before. Well, no, I'm saying I mean, she's obviously we've seen her working on electronics and stuff oh, froze. no i haven't froze you froze <laughs> i'm gonna pause it here while we figure this out i can hear you though noah Damn. all right we have uh mr overton back with us uh <laughs> so uh, he says i froze i say internet. he froze but uh but uh <laughs> we are good and yeah. um uh but but my my thought was um uh, was Gosh, we were talking about about her, uh, her, Phoebe, just, her, her, her being. I, I yeah. don't. I don't know if if uh, she had ever seen technology like. She, I, I doubt she'd ever seen a a photon a, a pla proton a pla pack. A proton pack, yeah. But at the same time, maybe it was made of components that are pretty similar. I mean, she said something like, "Oh, I need a capacitor," or something like that. Maybe that's. Maybe she's worked on on um, radios on on. Um, 
Uh, that shit was not radio. I, I don't. I don't know. Shack technology. You're, you're right. I'm, I'm just saying that's the shit I work on. I work on electronics. Oh, okay. I, I, okay. That's that's good. So you got. See, I look. I work on computers. I I look at. That's it. You look <laughs> I, at software. I look at hardware. That's that's a little bit different. No, it's, okay. It's one now, of those... now that's not true. I do work on hardware. I'm. I but. Uh... But you you you. <laughs> You pull a whole unit out and you put a whole unit in. That's right. I take it's that. Computer- I take that unit you took. I take it apart. <laughs> I put it all back together and then I give you another one back. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> when when I used to build computers and, and disassemble them, if there was like a bad network card or something like that, you don't go down and start messing with it. You just Mm-mm. like pull it out, toss it, buy a new oh, one, yeah. throw it in, and you're good. So. See, and I I could go down to the lower level and start replacing components and shit like that. Okay. But. I don't want to do that. Anyways, that was my biggest my biggest gripe with her knowledge level. Okay. Not a huge not a huge problem. You you could set it aside really easy. I like the fact that it, it he was leading her along and she was letting him and it worked. Um you know, we get we get the next I don't know if it was the next scene, but we get uh her with the actual full proton pack on her back. You know, her and podcast are out in a field kind of thing, and he's setting up some cans, and she just blasts the shit out of it <laughs> and stuff like that. And, you know, and they're like, oh, and this is where, you know, we get our first ghost, essentially, uh, that they, they kind of deal with. You know, the noise, the noises happen, and, and she's like, oh, let's go see what this is. And podcast is like, uh, we're, we're going after the noise? Okay. <laughs> you know, at first... Um, but he'd That's already get he'd already to, to muncher, right? Muncher, the muncher, the kind of that centipede <laughs> style. It uh, sounded like you said nut muncher for a second. I think I, I think I slurred my my word for a moment, but so it might have come up like nut muncher. I like that <laughs> nut muncher. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, we got muncher next which... week's drink. Tune in next week for our nut muncher drink. <laughs> Um, so this is, yeah, this is where we get in, and he is like Slimer's cousin, which is. One of the things, and I could have swore when I saw trailers that I thought I saw Slimer, and I'm disappointed that we did not get Slimer in this. I, to me, I, I thought uh, Muncher was an inadequate replacement. Um, he was, but we still should have seen Slimer. Slimer is such a huge component of the Ghostbusters world. So right? let's let okay, let's talk about that. What's you know we have we have Slimer in the original Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. And um, so we could always see that. Mm-hmm. What what? Th- this is sometimes also I, part of- I think sometimes movies make mistakes when they rely so much on nostalgic components from something and say we've got to put it in there. It it becomes almost overboard fan service. I I don't think that would have necessarily <laughs> been it. I do think this movie suffered from overboard fan service nostalgia. At at and at I the think end. you're wrong. I um, think that was the best part of it. Okay, okay. I I I like movie. To me, this movie had so much going for it at the beginning that stood up on its own. That it, and 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 I think it sacrificed it in the second act, which I thought was a mistake. I would I would have preferred the nostalgic component being kind of the end of the second act and the ghostbusters arrive and they fail or, or maybe they just they don't they don't quite have the chops to do it and it's the the kids that kind of have to step up in the third act and that, and, that and, is what and, happened no not well it isn't not at the all. third full no, third it's, act it's but. just it's just a moment it's a and 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 again it's egon that really kind of saves the day by by you know, materializing. Yeah, and sort of because this is this is a love letter to Egon. Okay, I to Harold. 
yeah, and that's where I think it just went a little overboard in the nostalgia. I like I liked nostalgia. I just think that this was too reliant on it, especially when they had so much going for it with these new characters. See, I, I, don't, thought, I don't, I thought I they don't left them behind. I don't think they could have. I, I actually uh, don't think they did. You don't because think Because I, I think the fact, no, I would not have believed that these kids would have pulled that shit off on their own just randomly. No, they got to write a script that makes it makes it more believable. But I, do, okay, tell me okay, that story so, then. Well, let's 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 think about the ending when they the three of them the you know Winston and Ray and and uh, Peter show up, just kind of they they emerge out of the clouds and boom there they are and you know yeah. they pull out their guns. I thought that was too. It, it didn't it didn't hit the right beats for me. It was it was so. It was so flat. I, I would have preferred more bumbling or something that made it a little bit more r ridiculous. Uh, something that kind of gave it a little bit more character rather than, you know, they they open the curtain. There they are. And, and, and they do it. it well, just... So first off, those guys are all old as fuck. Right. Okay. That's why Bill Murray. Is... Bill Murray can barely move. That's why uh, I think it, they could have they, they played more to that and made it a little, well, you know, Winston, a boy, man, he looks great. He, he almost he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's the only one that I believe could have done some physical actual acting. And so I thought they did yeah, a great job with 70s, it. But yeah, because they show up and, and they do what they do. And, you know, they, they basically go, OK, we're going to, and, and granted, this is right back to the, the original. It's Gozer again, and they're like, oh, shit, we've been here, and we know what to do. We're going to cross the streams, although they only have three, right? Right away, I, I saw that. I'm like, oh, no, you need all four. And what does Gozer do? No, oh, we've played this game. I know this one. I'm going to uncross the streams. I thought that worked perfect. Then it takes Phoebe on the other side to, to, to zap him, or to zap Gozer, and then, you know, it, and then you, this is where you get the iconic Egon jumping in. And I, I, I knew it was going to happen. I'm like, I, he's going to jump in somehow and save. I wasn't sure how they were going to do it. I liked the way they did it. Um, and then, you know, they, they, he, he basically retakes his position, but through her physically holding the, um, the proton pack and, and, you know, there's that scene where he's standing next to he, Ghost Egon is standing next to Winston, who looks over and goes, "Oh shit, it, it's Ghost Egon!" And then he <laughs> he, he hits Ray and, or uh, he hits uh, Peter. Peter looks over and the looks it just it works so well to me as a love letter to Ghostbusters. And I understand that people are saying that, oh, you know, why do we have to make a love letter? Because that movie was a fucking cult classic, essentially. It, like it was not. Yeah, but this movie was, shouldn't bow down to that. It should. It, I think I like. It would have that. never been. It would have never got made if there wasn't that first one. Okay, but but we have that first one. I think. I think. Yeah. I think this movie would have succeeded more if it stood on its own. And and I I love that they were in it. I love that uh, that they made appearances. I think some of the I I liked some of Bill Murray's banter. I thought uh, Ray. Uh, <laughs> he did thought, a good job. I, I thought Dan Aykroyd was a little. I, well, he's always sometimes some of the, some of the things he does just they're does, old yeah they're old they're, um, but uh, but I, I I still think it it took over uh, too much it took over too much to where the movie uh, lost its own life and handed it over to them and 
I thought that was so, it was almost like to me the ri- yeah the original one right is campy right they're on the top of the the the, the building and they're fighting Gozer and they got the the Stay Puff Marshmallow and and all that shit happens and it's it's kind of campy this to me plays tribute to that and I and I'm okay with that I like that. I don't know what they could have done outside of that that I would have been like, okay, that was much better because I wouldn't have bought that these four podcast and, and, and Phoebe and Trevor and Lucky could have done that on their own, right? I think they, I think it was a good job with it. It, it took what was there said, okay, we're going to, we're going to put this new group in and it sets it up for, for going further forward. Now, granted, it isn't, it isn't, a standalone movie like this wouldn't have been made if there wasn't the original Ghostbusters. Like you wouldn't have bought into half of the shit if it wasn't for the original Ghostbuster movie. Right. I think it helped like drive the lead. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I mean is you kind of almost have to pay that homage. And that's why I think it worked good. Now, if you're not a fan of the original movie, I can see where this doesn't hit as hard. And I, and, and I understand the other side of it too, going, oh, well, why couldn't it have just been original and stuff like that? And I was like, because it would, well, I mean, we saw what happened when they tried to do a reboot, right? We're going to talk about 2016 for a second here. They tried to do a reboot, and now there's, there's, there's two parts to this. First off, it wasn't a great movie to begin with, regardless of what the political alignment and the, the gender battles or whatever was going on with it. It, it wasn't, wasn't, it it, it wasn't that funny. Yeah. It wasn't good. No, that's what I mean is you, you can't you can't just say, oh, this is this is hetero white men mad because they changed it to all women. No, it it's not why people didn't like the movie. They didn't like the movie because it wasn't fucking funny. It wasn't that good. It wasn't, you know, if you want to reboot, make make it original then and, and do something different. But they just retold the same story with no humor, with nothing interesting. And I didn't so, mind the story so that, much. I just thought the humor didn't didn't fit well. It didn't have a rhythm to. Well, that's like, what that's what which, made the original movie good, though. It was, was something the humor. I, I think um, Bridesmaids, which is the the same director and a lot of the same cast that went into uh, the 2016 Ghostbusters, was was so funny. So so they they you know they had. They, they tried had, to do bridesmaids had, with Ghostbusters. They had the comic work. chops. No, I think it could have. I think they just didn't make uh, a strong enough. It wasn't. I think if it was funny, it might have worked. It just, it just wasn't funny, unfortunately. So yeah, that's what I mean. I think they, they well, they also one, went a little too, too on the. Well, I, 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 just I was going to say that they, they went a little too woke with. Little, little too much man bashing, a little too much like, hey, look, it's all women now, in your face kind of thing. I think that did play part of it to make it not funny. And then, and then that's you know, and but their biggest thing was instead of saying, look, yeah, we fucked up, we didn't make a good movie, everybody just automatically like, oh no, it's it's anybody who who is a Trump supporter didn't vote, you know, didn't like us and just trashed us, and it's like, no, you know what? There, granted, there are some people that were like that. I'm not going to say that there's not some trolls out there that do this, because there's trolls out there that tried to 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 bad mouth uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife too. Um, the thing is, is is when a bad movie is a bad movie, people just can call it that without it being any kind of other thing. And so, the problem is, is there's one or two bad people out there that do some stupid shit, whether it's racist, sexist, whatever, and then everybody jumps on that and says everybody's bad mouth on it because of this. If you look at IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes, what? the ratings for these two movies, 2016 for for critics is high. 
Like, critics loved it for some reason. Fans hated it across the board. Not just not just uh, hetero white males hated it. Worldwide did not like it. It's really low. Now, 2000, or, or the, the Afterlife, Ghostbuster Afterlife, critics apparently didn't like it as much, but it has like a 93 or 94% right now. So, I mean, people love it worldwide, regardless of what, you know, whatever it is you identify with. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I I don't know where we're going with that. But anyways. <laughs> you sorry. Yeah, moment. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, I, I, I thought this movie held up mostly on its on its first act. Um, and uh, oh, the first act was I incredible. Think, I think when uh, the mini puffs showed up, it started going down. I didn't like them. I didn't either. And I thought they were forced. They, they it didn't make sense that it, they, it, it did a little bit forced. Yeah. Uh, and it was I remember uh, seeing the, the original trailer and being really excited. It's like, wow, this is capturing something new characters. It's teasing the original cast, but more in a kind of a subtle way. Uh, it's not relying on that. Um, but then I saw a, like the first scene they released was that little mini puff yeah. scene where they, where they show up in, uh, in the, in the Walmart. And so I, I just thought that was Stay like, puff was such a huge part of the original. So yeah. you knew he was going to be in it in some part. And so they did this, this is, this is the, the same thing that they do in, in every star Wars movie. They have to have a little fucking, you know what? Star Wars is people. a great, especially the, the, the the uh, three you know we 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 podcast on Rise of Skywalker, but this is kind of like to me this movie is like Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker in one, where it it <laughs> created some new characters and started giving them a story and stuff, but then ended up going Rise of Skywalker in the end and just like pandering or you know catering to, <laughs> to things that go in a direction. Pandering, I, pandering's a good word. Well, it's a good word. And it, and it, it lost was. it. It lost it. It basically sacrificed its own story and said, you know, we're going to go with the easy win and throw some characters <laughs> that we like. So, I I I, it, I have mixed feelings, and to me, this is half and half of a movie. It's half of a really good, developed character uh, driven uh, story with it with with really good backstory and a good direction. And then it sacrifices its second half by uh, filling it with nostalgic stuff. It just too much, too much uh, pandering to <laughs> to, uh, to fan, I, I, fan service. I understand what you're doing. I understand what you're th seeing in that. Well, but and I that's also how I felt too when I watched yeah. it. I I was I. Oh, I, I knew people. I, was, I knew people were going to feel that. Yeah. But to me, I also was like, okay, it it's a closure to the original, right? Because yeah. now, if we'd have got, if we would have got. On a Ghostbusters three in say 1995, 94, right? And and they did something, then then all of a sudden this comes out. We don't need that ending, but it was it it's that it's that payoff that people have been waiting for for thirty years. I you know if they I wouldn't love have done that it, I brought think the new characters back. But I I think wouldn't it have been more interesting to give them roles that weren't so. So you know, putting on the suits and just showing up as a as a team and doing their thing, <laughs> it, it was okay. It had it was a momentary. Oh, it's neat to see the gang back together again. But I would have liked them being more like the grumpy, you know, still playing the same characters, but you know, not not so like not like the two thousand sixteen where they just had little cameos with different different roles. I I thought 
that okay that that was it was horrible i wanted to see them play their roles so but yeah i liked i liked the phone call you know who are you gonna call and they call they call the uh (laughs) the old old shop that he's made they call ray they call ray and and you know you missed that cut scene at the end where they actually kind of he kind of winston talks about how you know he's been paying the rent on on ray's uh, right you know to keep that thing alive and you know so see it's a little far-fetched some of these things that are still maintained it's like oh my god that 555 number is still in service uh this this is kind of why um and um but uh all right i agree i agree with part of that uh i i think you're right they could have done something different they could have said yeah like maybe shown up a little bit before everything hits the fan and like you know tie into the story that was created not just this magical presence that shows up and saves the day i agree voila bless you (laughs) yeah no they could have like shown up like you know all three of them in regular street clothes, like, Hey, you know, we heard something's going on and then like, and then had to like, Hey, this is what's going to have to happen, but we can't do it. We need you. That might've been better. That might've been better. I under- it, But that would have added a half hour to the movie. And I don't know if he would have gotten that from what I understand is, is he had to push hard to get that extra 10 minutes over the two hour mark that he did kind of thing. So uh, we would have lost other parts of this movie if that would have been the case granted you're correct that that might have been a better movie i don't know you know if we were writing this and we and we had the the chops to say hey this is what's going to happen maybe maybe it would have happened but we got what we got and and i'm okay with it i i do like the fact that it you know it took all of them um everyone did their own thing i mean we we got podcast at the end there right you know trevor is comes out in the the gunner seat ready to zap him and his his pack doesn't work because he's got the little little uh stay puffs all over him doing damage which again yeah no i'm i'm i was not as impressed with the little stay puffs those I are like the little furbies sell. from uh, last jedi uh yeah the, the the little fucking weird birds <laughs> uh what what are, i don't know the ones that chewy should have ate all of them right you know he should have <laughs> just had a big chicken dinner uh <laughs> so winner winner um, that's right yeah but i love the fact that podcast figured out that the 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 thing zaps him and then they're just popping fucking stay puffs left and right and then he ends up coming out coated in the you know in the the marshmallow kind of like the guys came out last you know absolutely the, the first. was definitely a nod to that yeah yeah so th- that worked and you know i agree that you know it, so it had some bumbling in it it got there you're right in a way that yes it, it's too easy that they just they just walked in and showed up could have been better yeah but i think it would have been a l- much longer movie and this realistically this was the shortest 2 hour movie i've ever watched i it didn't know, feel like a 2 hour movie you talk about length and kind of pacing and wanting that extra 10 minutes one of the things that i thought was was a little lacking in this and this is this is the film hat in me but it was i thought the editing wasn't very sharp um and there, there was pacing problems to where, you know, lines would be said and there was an, un, you know, the pauses didn't quite work for me at times and it brought me out of the movie to where a, a, a better editor would be able to shape the, the footage and put it together and make it more, um, you know, make everything more interrelate. I think this is, this is a movie that I think there was a lot that the director did a good job putting the content together, getting performances and whether he was involved with editing or someone else was, I thought they did not quite have the same uh, 
same vision or they didn't they didn't make it all work oh, okay, as well yeah. as it could have i think i think there was the the right footage was there but i think uh editing would have would have made this a better movie if they could have uh shaped this together and i'll, I'll give you an example even the action sequences a lot of the action sequences like with ecto-1 it seemed to just stretch out and there wasn't much going on and maybe this is a direction thing where they didn't give much <laughs> you know the car was cool but once that happened it just seemed they just kept traveling kept traveling yeah. and kept you know you know uh, sending the the proton uh, you know, streams you're, you're into right. all over the place and it, it didn't it didn't feel i was looking for like some of those indiana jones chases where different mm -hmm. things happen it's kind of exciting it's a little bit more dramatic and and it's fun whereas this was just a, a long chase that just took yeah it didn't have the inventiveness to it now that you're talking about it, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, with that that first scene where they were in the Ecto One chasing Muncher, right? And that did, you know. Now that you talk about it, it, it could have been cut a little bit. Like there, there was some. Okay, now we've got the little car that's going to go out, and now we got to show the chase, and we go yeah. around these corners, and now we chase some more, and we go around the corners, and we try and capture them, and we don't. Now we're chasing them down a big long street. And yeah, right. no, I I agree with you. Yeah, that you're right. Another thing, as far as editing, when they when they actually go into that, um, where, where they find uh, Evo or whatever, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, down in which, the the, the who, pyramid, yeah, and that was J.K. Simmons, who you know from uh, you know J. Jonah Jameson in, in both the Spider Mans and uh, yeah, yeah, and Whiplash, who was who was there for such a brief moment, looked really kind of out of place. Um, <laughs> but, um, I thought I, I I thought okay, that's his presence there kind of took me out of the movie. I thought, oh my gosh, this is silly. And but you know what brought me back in was when I when I figured out that that Egon had been had set up all those uh, yeah, those proton cool. blasts. But I don't think they they put it to I put that sequence together very well. I I felt like I kind of had to riddle it out where I wish they would have like taken us through the discovery of what that was because that was really cool. And uh, I just, yeah. I, I thought it, it again, uh, suffered from poor editing. Um, so. Yeah, the Evo thing was there as a, as a throwback to the, the, the nerds that, that know the Ghostbuster uh, world. The right? lore. Yeah, he was mentioned in the, the first movie. And, and I guess in the video in the, game, he, he made appearances. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's another thing. I don't know anything about the video game. Um, and apparently there's a lot of people did do. Um, I do know a little bit about there was a, a cartoon, right, that uh, was late 80s, 90s, early 90s, uh, the real Ghostbusters, right? And there was a cartoon that was out. And this is where Slimer really, he, he was like a fifth member of the team kind of thing. Right. Right. So that's why I was saying <laughs> Slimer became a big part. I've also read uh, crossover current, uh, comic books. Uh, there's a crossover between the Ghostbusters and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, um, you know, they, they have a presence. And that's why I was saying that there's there's more than just the movies out there. There's, there is a, a Ghostbusters world, essentially. And so, you know, that's why I think they're, they played a little bit more to, to playing back to that. Because there is a huge following. It, it is a cult classic it, it, as much as, it, you know, as all these other cult classics out there that have their own following. And so, yeah, they, they were giving fan service. And I think because if it wasn't for those fans and it wasn't for all those other avenues that it's gone down, we would have never got this movie. They're, they would have never made this movie. And, and so 
as much as it is its own movie, it is only there because of fan service, essentially. You know, it, 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 it's the fans that have called for this. And then 2016 was an attempt, and it was a horrible uh, uh, attempt. I, I don't want to call it horrible attempt. It just, it didn't work. I, I, like, if they would have had a better story, I, regardless if it had all female leads, I don't care. That didn't bother me. Just the story was horrible. I mean, I, this I, is a, I actually disagree. This is a female I, lead. I think the story was fine. To me, it was, I the, it was the, the. I think the comedy was. Well, uh, I mean, to just, me, that's part of the story is the comedy. Like, if it doesn't tie together, it's not gonna. It's got the comedy's got to be part of the story. Yeah, I didn't care for. it. To me, it seemed like there was a lot of like posturing and, and bashing of of you know things. And and that to me, if you're gonna do that, then then you know you get what you get. This one, you can't say that it was a female lead that killed that movie because this technically hey, is a female lead. It's got it's a, uh, it's it's a got, young female lead. Come on, uh, didn't the 2016 one have Thor Ragnarok in it? Come on, he was horrible. <laughs> he actually <laughs> was the best part of it. Oh, but yeah. he was, <laughs> but it, it wasn't even that good. I mean, it was like right, right. Oh. he was there. He was there as like, oh look, men are only good for eye candy. <laughs> that he that was the big joke with him. He's like, he's just a big dumb jock. Oh, let's make fun of that. Like, okay, if that's what you want to write on. That's why people bash your fucking movie. Um, I did make so. <laughs> a note here about uh, about the music, and one of the things I really enjoyed hearing the same score. They brought back, you know, the, uh, it was uh, Elmer Bernstein that did the original score, and they brought someone else back to to kind of uh, redo the same score and score mm -hmm. the movie. But he worked with Elmer Bernstein's son to kind of help compose the arrangements oh, of it and stuff. Look and at I, that. The what? son, the director was. I know. The son. Yeah. It's, oh my god. Yeah, they're they're doing a lot of handoffs here, that, so that's nice. And that's, I, that's really cool. And then they got the the original song. Oh, oh, uh, did you see that um, uh, Phoebe uh, Phoebe uh, McKenna Grace? Yep, yep. Yeah, she did a haunted house. Yeah, she she did yeah. a single haunted house, and they they this was kind of la last last minute, but they used it in the credit scene scene. Yeah. So I didn't know that. I'll have to I'll have to listen to it again. But they did do uh, Ray Parker Jr.'s. Um, yeah. Uh, um, the only one they missed out one. is they should have had uh, the um, the one from the the second um, Ghostbusters, uh, the Bobby Brown. Um, that was a banger. I can't yeah. think of the name right now. Oh, I listened to it today earlier too, and I can't think of it. Oh my god, it was a banger. Jeez, um, I you know I think I saw that movie once. Ghostbusters. It's 2. not the greatest movie. I loved it, the court not. scene. The court scene I thought was classic, but uh, but I didn't like how they tried to recreate the Stay Puft scene with the Statue of Liberty. It seemed that seemed very <laughs> very much kind of pandering. there. There were some good things, but but I thought it devolved into yeah. There uh, there it was. Um, one of the cool things I did like about this was I love the fact that they brought back in the devil dogs and they brought back in the key master and the door uh, gatekeeper and the Paul Rudd. Funniest thing about that whole thing is when he, when he gets captured, right? He runs out of the Walmart. That Walmart was perfectly represented. That thing was product placement hundred percent. Cause that literally, they did that shooting in a Walmart. If you've ever been in a Walmart, those aisles he was running <laughs> down, that is hundred percent Walmart. Um, but when he runs out and he slides across the hood through the windshield, I laughed my ass off. I was like, <laughs> that was fucking funny. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking funny. Yeah. But then, yeah, he gets captured. Um, and then the mom. And then, you know, there's, uh, oh, mom, I, there is no mom, only Zool. <laughs> I appreciated how they used, they tried to 
um, mimicked the same special effects from the 1984 movie or whatever the year yeah. came out. Um, you know, they, they upped it a little bit and gave it a little bit more realism, but it, it still felt the same. They used practical effects for the close-ups. They did a of lot dog. of practical effects. Um, in fact, I was even thinking about that is, that, is that, you know, you'd think that practical effects would be, you know, 30 years better now, but really they're probably 30 years worse because we've gone all digital so yeah, and, uh, but and I thought it was great. I, I thought it looked great. I yeah. thought it was great. I thought it was incredible. I, I, you know, you, they don't improve as much as digital uh, in 30 years, right? You know, we yeah. they, the practical effects were kind of at the the top end. Like, you know, when when you get into that 80, 90 percent of where you're at, you're only going to go up one, two percent. Where digital effects were down at the 40, 50 percent, so they're jumping up 10. No, 20, they didn't have 30. digital effects back then. Yeah, but that's um, what I mean. Is, yeah. is so that's why I'm saying practical effects aren't going to improve as much as digital effects over time. But right. I love the fact that they went back and said, no, we're going to do more digital or uh, less digital, more practical effects through this. And, and I thought it was, I thought it worked out well. It, yeah, it was, it was, it made the the, the dogs look the same, and yet. And yeah. yet they they looked a little better, I thought. Uh, but uh, it, I thought, it, I thought it, it was great. It reminds me of um, I think it was uh, Phantom Menace with uh, when they tried to redo Yoda and they used practical <laughs> effects for the Yoda, but they just didn't get the rubber right. The whatever whatever yeah. rubber material they used, and it looked so bad. And and they <laughs> and, and so when Attack of Clones came out, they said, "Fuck it, we're gonna we're gonna go digital." Go digital. And that's, uh, <laughs> that's where they got uh, the the pinball machine Yoda, which I fucking hated. That was the worst scene I've ever seen in my life. Oh right, right, pinball machine. I hate. Ah. I hated that so much that that to me was like the worst ever. Like that, that right there was like, okay, I'm done with Star Wars. That that's one scene alone made me just like, nope, I'm I'm good. I thought there um, were other things about that movie that I hated yeah. so much with uh, with <laughs> Anakin and his love love affair with Padme. Well, that to me that was tough. I that that cringe. to me to me Yoda going going whip ass on on Dooku. It wasn't going whip I, ass. It was the I, pinball shit. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. So, oh, uh, I thought it was stupid. But uh, but that was probably in comparison to the to the cringy love affair with. Uh, with Hayden Christensen and you know Hayden Christensen is is back for the Obi Wan series that's coming out, you know playing the Darth Vader character against uh, Ewan McGregor. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm geeking out a little bit on that. No, 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 I I have heard that and I've heard some <laughs> jokes. I wish I could remember that someone made a good joke about him being all burnt up and I can't remember what it was now. It was it was funny though. Crispy, um, crispy Hayden. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, crispy, nice. Uh, um, so. Uh, <laughs> Some of the better things in this uh, were were the interactions of um, the characters too. Like uh, Paul Rudd, uh, incredible job in this movie. You know, he he was the Paul Rudd we love from everything else. It's right? true. He has a certain awkward, embarrassing humor that works so well with like "I love you, man" and forty uh, year old virgin," where he just kind of he tries to get the joke in, but it falls flat. Whereas here, I thought he actually was a little bit more sharper and and played it a little bit nicer but even in ant-man he plays that kind of awkward so so here we go the ant-man callback uh when he i think he he must have some tie to baskin and robbins now because he goes in and grabs the baskin and robbins ice cream and right away i don't know about anybody else but i literally went baskin robbins always finds out (laughs) and like (laughs) immediately and uh and then so you know i was just like he's got to have some kind of financial tie to them he must own part of them or something but 
it, it just was that throwback. And I don't know if they did that on purpose or not. Uh, I love the fact when, when he saw the devil dog, he threw the ice cream at it and it hits him right in the head, which is a good throw. Uh, <laughs> and then him running, but just his whole dancing motif, kind of walking through the Walmart, you know, he's going to get some ice cream. And That's right. He just got perfect. kissed on the cheek by, uh, by Callie. Yeah. Uh, oh. So, uh, <laughs> so he was, little... he was living high, dude. He what did what he, he say? You know? He said, he said, Ooh, you're, you're going a little for on the first oh, date. A little fast, a little fast for little the first fa- date. <laughs> after, yeah. <laughs> after she kisses him on the cheek. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was great. Well, not only that, but then after, you know, after the whole thing with the devil dogs and they, they hook up as uh, the, the key master and, and gatekeeper, you know, he's like, um, so uh, before we kind of went all dog, like, I think, uh, and she's like, yeah, <laughs> just like such a like awkward moment, but it was pretty cool. I think this movie could have used a little bit more, uh, more people in the end, in the big climax. To me, it seemed like... The, the original Ghostbusters movie, of course, had New York, that they came out in mass. And, and there's something about uh, using extras to kind of add depth to a climax. And to me, I thought there was an opportunity in this small town to bring out some of the, the small town folks and, 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 and make it bigger. And, and even though you're on a much smaller scale than New York, but I, I thought it was fair to kind of play that same thing out and even a lot of movies do this where where they up the stakes a little bit put more people at risk uh whereas i thought they did just kind of the opposite even with walmart he goes into the walmart and it's completely empty and after that it's almost like you don't see anyone except the key characters um so have you ever been almost, in a walmart about one well, o'clock well all i'm saying is that it kind of lessened the stakes for for yes. what was going on i didn't i feel, agree i, I agree feel, i felt like okay yeah, if I if I were to th- think about it a bit more, they're releasing you know the gates of hell and all these ghosts are coming out. But really, it it, it felt like it's just this little farmhouse that's that's at stake. And so, I think I think they could have done something more to to give it more uh, depth to to make it feel I, more. Uh, more I like, see what you're saying, and I know I know where this all came from. This all came from the budget. Okay. Right. <laughs> they're like. Hey, we're gonna do this, but we're not giving you, you know, huge amounts it's of like money. It's like a seventy-five so. million dollar budget, which isn't much for a for a yeah for a I mean, effects laden movie with uh, where you're trying to get back some some yeah. stars that probably. So I think that was a lot of it, yeah. and I, I I liked it. I mean, it it it, it played out. I like the fact that it had that small town feel too because it kind of changed a little bit of what it was but but i will Um, say i don't think extras cost that much money it's not that it's not that expensive to to bring out so but when you're talking new york right or wherever it was and they had to shut down that street that cost a lot of money yeah but this is a small town it doesn't cost anything you build a set in the backs in the yeah backs, i mean well they kind of they kind of did i mean they had and... they had some people running from the ghosts and stuff like that they could have done a little bit more but i mean it was out on uh, out in the dirt farm you know it's it's out in the country so that played out to country i mean that played out to like small small town shit so i i, I see that part of it you know what will be interesting is is if they already have something set up to continue this and they they start it off with what happens the next morning you know what i mean like because that big storm shows up you know like like maybe they started off as like okay the morning wakes up and the town's all like what the fuck just happened and they have to explain it and maybe there's some other shit going on that you know yeah they they captured gozer but it broke a hole in this 
and now there's other ghosts getting out. Who knows how how they'll play it out, but that could be something. It it could be. Uh, one of the, the the thoughts that people were coming up was like, yeah, Winston is open up back in New York, and maybe maybe it's a year later or a couple years later, and then and then it's uh you know Trevor is going off to school in New York, and he's there, and something happens, and then Phoebe shows up, and and Winston has to train them to be you know Ghostbusters <laughs> and stuff like that. So there's ideas. I I kind of hope I- they. They continue I, it somehow. I do too because I think they've created some interesting characters that I want to continue to see, and that's not easy. And that's where this movie really succeeded, especially with Phoebe and 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 even the mom and 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 Mr. Gruberson. Uh, I, I I liked Trevor, but I, you're right, he wasn't he didn't stand out um, except yeah. for rec- recognition Phoebe, from Phoebe being is the, the one that... from Stranger Things and it. You know, so yeah, they could have replaced him with anybody. And it would have been the same. I, I I don't think the character, and it's not the actor's fault. It's the character wasn't wasn't written with a lot of backstory. Neither was Lucky. Podcast had more of a backstory and more of a oh, right. a likability. Back, yeah. Well, that's and, <laughs> and maybe that's what it is. Is maybe maybe, you know, I'm 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 speculating here. Maybe maybe it's like you know they they end up selling the house and and Phoebe and her mom move somewhere else. And some shit, weird shit happens, and, and you know she's kept in contact with podcast, and and you know he he invites him out because he's still her friend, and they end up going on some kind of adventure, you know, fighting ghosts or whatever. Do you think another movie will be greenlit? Um, you know when when I when I first looked into this when it first came out, um, I heard there was a lot of, um, you know. It wasn't doing very well right away, or people were bashing it and stuff like that. But I've heard it's it's done pretty decent. Um, so I think there's there's a possibility. If it is, I think it'll be another low budget style um, thing. Um, well, they were not going to have to pay for uh, for you know Ray or right. or or Peter necessarily. I, I think they'll get Winston. I think they'll get Winston back. I think he he could be a big part of it and yeah he's not ernie ernie is not going to be a big ticket uh actor so that maybe in you know the only sad side side of that is is maybe mckenna grace is now going to be a big big ticket item because i think she's starting to kill it and i think she's going to become a big actress someday did she have any other movies lined up that you saw that um i did see on imdb that she does have some stuff going but um okay you know, it's 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 hard to say. Paul Rudd. I mean, Paul Rudd. I think is is one of those guys that he's he he'll jump in and do anything. He he he's not looking for the money. He likes to work. Apparently, um, Carrie um, Carrie Coon, who plays uh, uh, Callie, her, uh, was um, was in Infinity Wars, or at least her voice was. She's was a voice uh, a voice actor for Infinity Wars. So there's a there's another Proxima time. Midnight. Yeah. With, oh, with uh, that's one of. Uh, that's the um, uh, the female that fight the 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 Thanos lackey that ends up fighting with uh, Black Widow and um, Okoye. Did you recognize Olivia Wilde uh, as? No, uh, no, I did not I at all. I did when I was watching. It's like, oh my gosh, I I really liked. I thought they cast Gozer effectively because right off the bat, it's like, oh, that looks like the same person from the '84 yeah. movie. Um, Although I think they, I think they did a better job with the outfit because to me when I it saw the eighty four movie in in the in the eighty four movie is that right? 84? It looked like bubble wrap. Yeah, yeah it looked it looked more like a disco uh, dance outfit it or something. Like bubble wrap. Whereas here they kind of gave it a little bit more of an organic feel to it, and it, but it still it still resonated as the same outfit. I loved, 
I love the fact that she sat on the throne, like, like, like her personality didn't change, right? She came out, (laughs) perfect, perfect thing. She goes, are you a God? And everybody, Ray, you know, he's like, (laughs) yes, yes. Yes. I mean, (laughs) that, (laughs) I mean, just to go back to the original movie, like, are you a God? No, then die. I mean, just all the (laughs) shit like that. I I just, there's, and and Ray's, Ray's rant at the beginning, you know, in, in his whole, like, um, like the, the reading of the romant, Romanda rights or whatever, you know, the kind of, uh, you know, like a duck, duck unlimited club and, you know, all these different things, like just some random shit. You know, when he's, when he first shows up and tells Gozer, you know, all like, he's kind of reading her the rights. Right. I thought it, that was hilarious. And that was kind of like the, from the original movie. And then, um, and then Bill Murray, his whole, like, like we could have been a power couple. That was, that was from the second movie, you know, him trying to like, you know, talk, to the, you know, the whole kind of sweet talk and thing like that. I, that was all from the second I'll movie. See that again. So they I did, remember. Uh, there, <laughs> there was some great stuff in there. I, I, there was just, there was good stuff. Olivia I, I, Wilde though. I, I recognized her right off the bat. It's like, Oh, I that's, didn't that's Olivia Wilde's jawline. She was, in house 13 in house she was married she was married to or at least jason sudeikis's partner for until just last year i think uh but she's also directed uh some some good movies recently book smart was a really funny uh, oh yeah yeah uh, funny movie um but anyway i i i was i was excited just to to spot her uh and i i looked her up i said was that olivia wilde you know looking it up and and sure enough it was so um that's funny um the 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 father of lucky the the sheriff the one that pulls over um, who are you gonna call right and, right right such a good i mean perfect line i that, i don't know that what was, it is about it, that guy it was a very well placed line because it, yeah it, it came across as a total normal question and anyway you know those of us who are in the know which probably a lot of audience members that that are have you know aren't familiar with the original movie have no clue what that means and we're just like oh right. there you go yeah oh there was there was a lot of little things like oh he got him got him <laughs> I just like so I loved his attitude and and like that was the one time Lucky actually played off really well was you know they're in prison and she's like hey like hey I need you to hold something and stuff like that. And he's like, what? And he's like, you'll only do like two years. It's not. And then he's like, hey, quit messing with my prisoners. And I was like, oh, that's pretty yeah. funny. I, I like that guy. He's been in. I in, thought he's been I in, looked at him and I said, is that Dave Chappelle? Uh, but that, <laughs> but, but oh my uh, God, that'd have been so good. But I, I did recognize him because I'd seen Fargo. I think he was in season three. He uh-huh. played like a like an assassin yep. in Fargo. Uh, so yep. I've seen season one, two and three of Fargo. Great, great series. He's also uh, he, uh, but, you're going to see him soon because he's in Spider-Man. And homecoming. Nice. Gosh, there's another MCU. Yeah, so, so we've got J.K. Simmons, who's in, who's uh, who's J. Jonah Jameson in, in a, yep. both the original Spider-Man. I say original, but the the original. Right, um, right. Sam he's, all, he's in all of them as. <laughs> right, right. Plays the same same named character, although probably different iterations. Right. Um, but uh, and then we've got um, uh, Ant Man. He, he plays Shocker in in No Way Home. Okay. Or in uh, so or in Homecoming. Sorry, in Homecoming. He's one of he's one of uh, the the goons. So, oh, in Homecoming. Yeah, in the I've seen him. Yeah, so you're gonna see him. You're gonna see him coming up. We're gonna we're gonna be talking about that very soon. Yeah, in that, a couple weeks. Sure. sure. Okay. Yep. Two weeks. Um. Yeah. No. I just I liked him. The only one thing is that I um, this was kind of a weird. It, it was a good good moment, bad moment. 
So she grabs the proton pack and, and threatens him with it. And he knows that it tore up his town. And he just lets her go with threatening him with that. I was just like, right. Right. Okay. That, that, that was a, that to me was a bad scene. Like I, I get it showing her like she's serious and all this, but it was also like, yeah, he's a hard nosed cop. You know, they kind of showed him off like that and he ain't going to just put up with that. Yeah. So I was kind of like, mm, that could have been, that could have been done differently. I thought he was a character that could have shown up in the third act and given it a little bit. I, more, I agree. You know, expanded his character a little bit. More I would have liked that too. I, I would have, I would have definitely liked that. Like, yeah. I, I, mean, I did like, I did like when they broke back into the police station and podcast figured out how I'm just going to release, <laughs> release Muncher and, uh, Muncher. And, and we yeah. can get our, get all of our gear back. And that was classic. Yeah. That that was that was good. I did like that too. And I'm all like, oh my um, god, you're releasing Muncher. It's like, who cares? They've got bigger, bigger fish to fry right, right. now. Who who cares about? Yeah, one more. You know, <laughs> right? Just one more. And all he does is eat metal, so it's not that big a deal. <laughs> uh, no, that was there. There's a lot of good parts. There, and and uh, granted, I I I see your point about yes, it sometimes the the nostalgia was too much at the end. I don't know what I would have done differently to change it to make a better story. I like the idea that you just said that, you know, maybe maybe bring in some of these other characters like the the sheriff and stuff to to play a bigger role. Like maybe maybe the other guys show up, but they just can't do it. And like maybe maybe Winston's, you know, hey, throw this proton pack on and you got to do this. And, and, you know, maybe Ray's doing that with someone else. Maybe that would have been better instead of them actually holding it. It's hard to say, you know. If we had a chance to redo what we could have done better, but yeah, I, I see your point, but I also, I think it it needed to be done in a way. I think those guys needed to be involved with that that final act. So I, I thought, granted, I, I, I thought they did too many uh, little uh, scenes with Harold Ramis in the end too, where they, it was you know you mentioned earlier about about this movie and Bill Murray. Uh, coming back to this movie as a way of as a way of kind of making peace with Harold Ramis and it seemed like like in the end they they played up all these moments where we can make peace with the dead and I don't know if that's necessarily oh. the best message to be to be saying <laughs> because because that's that's a reality of of life and death is that is that death does well does not bring closure and and it, it almost seemed a little too fairy tale for me. I did like that the fact that they that Egon didn't speak. I think that would have been yes a little hundred percent. Yeah, that I, is so it, perfect. It, I am it, with you on that. A hundred. I walked out saying that same thing. It, it gave him a better presence. It just it just felt more uh, uh, stoic, ghostly. Uh, yes, yes. And if he if he would have spoken, it would have been a little bit little. little yeah, it have been too much. Yeah, too yeah. much. So that was good. Uh, no, okay, so. I, I like so I think they had to I mean he wrote the original two movies right there would have never been this movie without him there would have never been the originals without him and so I think it was it, it they needed to honor him and I, I like that um I kind of like the fact that they did it the way they did it because yes he's the only one that's not around anymore so it kind of made sense like I <laughs> think about the, the 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 name of the movie Ghostbusters Afterlife it didn't dawn on me until afterwards. I was like, oh, shit. He came back after life to continue <laughs> the fight. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, that's so good. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I literally, and that's, I mean, 
Yes, this is this is that love letter to the fans. It is that we're gonna we're gonna pay much respect, almost too much respect. I think the to, third to act Harold was Reed. a love letter. I think I think it it had more going for him. Yeah, in the beginning, and I, I so I, I I think it was a little let down that they they kind of sacrificed that in order to give this love letter. So to me, I thought. I thought they had enough going for it that they didn't have to go so far overboard with this, this love letter. Or yeah, at least I, I mean, they I, could have figured I out a way that. of better tying it together and giving the, the the old characters a better, or the new characters more uh, more resonance in that. Well, playback. I mean, they still, they still came. I mean, it was still Phoebe who, after the three of them crossed their streams and got fucking thrown around, she's the one that jumped in and got, got back into it. You know, hitting them, and then you know Egon jumps in, and then you got you had uh, uh, Lucky jumping off the the porch and hitting her with the the stream, and you know they all they all you got know, involved. Here, the thing is, it felt we were talking about last week about Hallmark movies, and to me, that's <laughs> what the th- third act felt like. It felt like uh, you know Hallmark came in and took over the production. <laughs> it's like there was no it. Christmas tree. I, know, I mean, but, granted, it was okay. a girl that came. To- to a little okay. town but, and but you found see where I'm way. coming from, right? It's, I'm, I, I mean, it's a fair comment. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. I, I, I get what you're saying. And I it, also it, see why Bill Murray could have been a little yeah. bit resistant to, to this too, is that he didn't want to, to, to just do something that was trying to acknowledge something that happened 30 years ago. It's like, that, that was great. Let's do it again. It, it was more way. than just that, right. but I think that was what brought him back is, is he wanted to pay pay the right homage and and the Harold Ramey stuff. So I, it is or him uh it is what it is. Anyways, Sam Ramey Harold Ramey. Sam. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Thank you. I'm going to screw that up. I've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a big glass of Steve. I mean, that's, that's all I can say. Well, I'm I'm honored. I'm flattered. <laughs> <laughs> um so <laughs> anytime you want to drink uh, from this fountain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I love you, man. That's all I can say. There's a little Paul Rudd in there. Um, so it, I, I get you. I mean, we're every, fans fans of the, the past are going to have different reactions to this. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to go in the camp of I'm okay with, with showing all that, that love to the old movie. And I understand what you're saying. Yes, it could have been better. But there's movies out there that – don't do this and don't show this and we say they could be better. So <laughs> it's always happenstance. I mean, y- y- there's always a better way to do stuff after you release it and go, Oh, you know, we could have done this. It-, it is what it is. Um, I'm just glad that we finally got a good, enjoyable, rewatchable Ghostbusters movie. Right. I, I, I think Since this has the first a lot one. Of- you don't think the second one was, I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, no, it, I agree. I'm not. I I, I only saw it. It's not once, horrible. So maybe I saw it, but once it's more, not. But. It's yeah. I, I I've seen it more than once. I, I I know that, but it doesn't. It you know, other than Vigo, Vigo is the only thing that I remember from that being like entertaining. In in the little uh, uh, library dude running around, he's the only thing that really stands out to me as kind of like, oh, I remember that day, and that and that cracked me up. <laughs> Um, but, uh, the first one, you know, it had its moments, you know, stay puff. Everybody knows stay puff marshmallow, man. Everybody knows that everybody knows. Are you the key or, you know, are you the, the gatekeeper? You know, there's, there's those things, 
So yeah. people know put, the first put one. Rick Moranis, well, I, I was going to say I put him on the map, right. but he'd been around with SCTV and his uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie. So, uh, you know. Oh, but uh, he killed it. He oh carried a lot of this movie. And apparently, a lot of the original he, movie. Yeah, and apparently a lot of that was his own dialogue, his own ad-lib. I don't know about ad-lib, but at least he came up with a lot of the, a lot of the whole. The party? Yeah, the party scene. Yeah, going back to that, and we've probably covered this on episode 35. Oh, uh, we did. How he sees it, but... Uh, <laughs> exactly. But, man, talk about rewatchable. That is a movie right. you can just watch over and over again. Um, I'm not that interested in seeing Afterlife again, but I am interested in revisiting the characters because I think they were well-introduced and solid, and so I'd love to see a, a, a part I... four or whatever they want to call it uh, <laughs> to bring these characters back and try to give them their own story or at least their own right, conclusion. So, so I'm going to give you some power in, in your impressions of this movie is I definitely would like to watch this again. Okay. But I really want to see the first two acts more than the third. Yeah. I want to see Phoebe and podcast doing their thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. More so than I want to see the end. So I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, yeah, I'll watch. I would watch the whole thing again. I'm not going to run right out to the theater and throw another fifteen dollars down to watch it again. But when this com when this comes out and streams, or you know, I can I can uh, hit it at Redbox or right. or get the DVD. I'll, I'll or give you a sneak peek. I probably will. I'll give you a sneak peek. What does a hamster have in common with a cigarette? They're harmless unless you stick them in your mouth and light them on fire. <laughs> <laughs> We're sitting in the theater, and Alyssa goes. <laughs> who, who burns a hamster? <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, I, I get you. It's just... <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that I, I loved, I loved those, the dad jokes and just <laughs> her delivery of them was so clever and so good. So if you, if you've seen this and, and I, you probably have seen this, if you're, if you're still with us, go watch Troop Zero. Okay. She has a very similar style in Troop Zero. Um, it is, I, I think Cindy would like Troop Zero too. I, um, so for you, Steve, I think I think you guys would like that. Um, it is, it is a. I enjoyed it. That's a streaming so much. movie, right? That was a movie that came out to streaming. I think I might have started watching. It's on. It. It's it's included with Prime right now. Who's so yeah, who's yeah, in yeah, it? You could, Who else is in it? Uh, there's a couple people. I mean, um, any, let me any let me pull well back known? up. Um, let's see, uh, Viola Davis, Jim Gaffigan, Jim Gaffigan's in it. He's pretty good. Yeah. Allison Jenny. Yes. Uh, Allison Jenny. Okay. Okay. Yes. I think I started watching it and I liked the rhythm of it, but, uh, I never, I, when it came out, when it originally came out. So I know this yeah. movie, uh, but well, I think it I, came know, out I, direct, direct to Amazon. So I talked about this. In one of our early shows, I remember we did a one of our We're early talking podcasts. About streaming, yeah. Streaming stuff. I think it was when we did uh, uh, we when we were talking about Amazon Prime. What's what's happening on Amazon Prime? Maybe I that's I why I started watching it because I I, I, I <laughs> yeah. prefer your uh, your comparison. I know this is the one that has the Phoebe the Phoebe the actor who played Phoebe, um, but um, I prefer your comparison to to the uh, oh the midnight. Uh, God, now I can't remember it. But uh, <laughs> say Midnight Express. It's not. It, uh, but it's uh, yeah. The the one about the 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 the, the scouts yes, that the are Boy Scouts. Um, um, right. It's got Ed Norton and 
Um, exactly. What's it? It's what's the what's the director? There was one Halloween that, Halloween the... that I that Cindy and I dressed up as the two two kids for. Uh, oh, then you should definitely know it. Why can't we think of this? Moonlight Kingdom. Moonlight Kingdom. Moonlight Kingdom, not Midnight. Moonlight yeah. Kingdom. Yes. And Bill Murray is uh, in. I don't know if he's in that yes. one, but he's in a he's in a ton of the director's movies. Uh, so. Yeah. What's uh, what's that director? I can't. Why am I? Uh, Wes. Uh, Wes, Wes Anderson? Anderson. Is it Wes? I think that's. Yeah. yeah, I think it's Wes Anderson. Yeah, he did. Yeah, you know, so, yeah, the the whole the underwater the the the, yeah. the, the boat. He's he's got yep. uh, yeah he's got a ton of stuff. He's got that animated one with the dogs. The which dogs, is, which is dogs hilarious. Life. No, not Dogs Life. Isn't it? Is it? I don't think so. I thought it was or something dog. Mm, something Maybe. like that. But then that classic one with um, with. Uh, he who shall not be named, um, the the one the hotel. Damn it! Oh, um, that's the uh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, Something hotel. Isle of Dogs. Is oh, Isle of Dogs, right? Um, <laughs> French French Dispatch or uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. Grand Budapest Hotel, which yeah. which has uh, has uh, Ray Fiennes, who's yeah. that's that he he's also he plays uh, he who shall not be named. Uh, in the Harry Potter oh, okay. movies, um, nice. He's also yeah, in. He has Saving, a lot of. Crazy. He's also in uh, not Saving Private Ryan. He's in uh, the other Spielberg movie about the Holocaust. Um, uh, oh, uh, the um, Shank Redemption. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh nice. at that. <laughs> um, no, that's not something to laugh at, Steve. <laughs> no, that's a Stephen King adaptation. Really oh, worth in the Shank okay. Redemption. I, I'm sorry. No, th- no but you're I probably. Just, I, you're probably you're probably close to the title, and I'm. I, oh, uh, Schindler's List. Schindler's List. Yes, you were close to the title, and I don't know why I'm playing these games of like connect the dots between the actors and the movies <laughs> right now. It's it's my way of dealing with the fact that I've had a little too much to drink too. So. <laughs> You've had a little too much of Steve too. Yes, <laughs> of just of just basic Steve, regular Steve. You had just the, basic Steve. You had the Steve I had, I had. Ease, So we gotta we gotta <laughs> make sure you don't Steve. you don't pick up your keys and go driving anywhere. <laughs> Not after a Steve. <laughs> I love it that we both came up with the same uh, drink. Is I, well, I knew it, immediately. <laughs> I knew immediately. I was like, he's gonna do it too. I got to because it's it's named after me. Yeah. Well, and I almost I almost. Did it because of that? I was like, I don't want to step on his toes, but I have to because I mean, I love me some Steve. Well, that's too, when I so when I, I like, sent you my drink. I'm like, I wonder if you're getting the yeah. same thing. <laughs> I was so excited. I have not been so like dead set on a drink from from the minute like I don't think I've ever watched a show and like oh during the show go oh yeah fuck that's my drink right there. <laughs> Other than this one, so yeah. uh yeah, yeah. All right. I think we've hammered Afterlife quite a bit. Uh, I think we're both in the same boat where we would uh, say that this is a good movie. Um, I would highly recommend this to anybody who is a fan of the original Ghostbusters, kind of like the Ghostbusters, or is into a decent movie and is not so caught up in like, oh my God, it has to be the perfect movie for me to enjoy it. Um, Okay. I I don't think I'm in the same boat. I I do think that that to me... (laughs) Uh, the you know, I was a little too let down by by where it ended up, and I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it. But I do think it had really. I do think it it developed characters enough to where I want to see them continue. I want them to continue. I want them to have an afterlife from this movie, and give <laughs> and, go, and go somewhere. So I think it was an effective uh, 
develop I, I thought it it developed these characters really well i just thought it 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 shows you're telling me it that, shows that... it well it, it, it was a choice it where nostalgia you know fan service to the to the original movie took took over and sacrificed where we could go with these characters yes i don't think... but here's what i'm saying is you're saying you would not recommend someone go watch this just based on at least the first two acts like let alone whether or not so this someone is not even a, would a I Ghostbusters recommend it? fan no I wouldn't recommend it I just kind of say oh I hope you enjoy okay. it <laughs> you know I, if they said they were going to go see it if they say do you think I should go see it I would say uh, no <laughs> I, I don't see, think simply I... to me simply off the first two acts and and McKenna Grace's portrayal of Phoebe and her character and her interactions with podcasts alone to me make this worthwhile watching now i'm not saying go spend 15 dollars to see this in the theater at the you know or or 20 dollars at an imax no see it at a matinee wait till it's streaming yes for 100 percent. it is definitely watchable um i'm not saying it's the best movie of the year i'm not saying it's, it should be up for best picture or anything like that but the story alone of of phoebe and podcast and their little interactions uh, to me are worth watching this movie alone. I do find though, when I get kind of told ahead of time that, oh, it's not as good as it is, I go in with lower expectations <laughs> and then I enjoy the movie that much more. So okay. if if I were to say, hey, maybe, you know, I, I was a little let down, so lower your expectations, go see it, you know? So what so, did you go into this theater thinking? What did you go in thinking? Cause I know I went in expecting uh, I had heard negative reviews, so I went in a little expecting not as good. You know, I saw that the reviews were in the in the uh, you know the the whole tomato range. I knew they were above sixty percent, <laughs> so it didn't have a rotten tomato. Uh, but but it was borderline, so I thought uh, I don't know how this is going to go. Um, I really enjoyed the trailer. I didn't enjoy that that scene that I saw with the the, the, the mini puffs. So yeah, I, to yeah. me, I thought, oh no. So I, I kind of had I had mixed feelings. Well, I going think me in, and you but... were in the same bucket with the mini puffs. I think we're both like, look, I don't need you to sell me toys. I don't need you to sell me stuffed oh, animals yeah, that right. I'm gonna give to my yeah. three year old. That's what the mini puffs are in this, because realistically, they don't even relate back to the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man from the original because it was one big marshmallow. He was just trying to kill people. Now, yeah, they were cute and they had their little thing and yeah, oh my God, they'll, look, they're making s'mores out of each other and oh, he's floating in the blender and That's oh, right. he got whipped up. The fun Okay, so the <laughs> the funniest part to me of the whole Stay Puft Little Marshmallow Man is when they're riding the uh, uh, Roomba and then it takes off and it ran over one of them and right. just had that little trail. That to me was the funniest part other than when podcast was zapping the shit out of them. Yeah. There, there as was, soon as he started zapping and they started running. There was the one jumping around in the blender and, and, and then it Which, finally, it finally got blended. It's like, psh. but then yeah. I noticed they put a little smiley face. A little smiley and, face. And, and I wonder if that was a, a last minute thing like, oh, this is a little too, uh, too brutal. This is a little too. Well, <laughs> I thought it was going to go blend right away. And I thought it was clever that they made it like one of those yeah. indoor skydiving things. I thought that was a little clever, but it still was kind of like, uh, I hated the whole, oh, 
look, I'm going to pull this piece of chocolate over me and you're going to melt it and make a s'mores. I was no, like, that's stupid. And did fuck. it remind you of uh, what's the what's the Seth Rogen animated hot dog movie? Uh, fuck. I don't know if you ever saw that. <laughs> oh, I did. Okay, I well, did. It, to me, that scene played out the same sausage way. Sausage Fest. Sausage Fest. It played out a lot like Sausage Fest. Now, and here's the thing is, <laughs> I have a little boy's dick joke humor. I enjoy that shit. <laughs> but there's also a point where he just goes too far, and I'm like, fuck Seth Rogen. I can't stand him. Which is, it I, sucks because like, I, I enjoy that humor. I know. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to get you going on Seth Rogen. I know, but that's Seth what Rogen. I mean. Is it, You're right. It did have that kind of that kind of idea. Yeah, yeah, where they're slipping in with the chocolate over, you yeah. know, and they're they're flaming out, and they're like, oh, yeah, let's get it off. I think it just went on a little too long <laughs> is all it was, yeah. is to me, and it, it was a little too much, let's sell toys. Um, but, yeah, all right. Um, so anything else on uh, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife that you want to want to let the people know about? No, well, I, I think we covered most of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I mean, sure just, we missed some of the cool really, parts. A really good uh, shout out to the two lead ladies. I thought Phoebe and and uh, and the mom, the mom Callie. both both really created really effective characters. That that it's 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 nice in a what you might call a comedy to to find uh, characters that are very believable and interesting. The mom know? played a jaded single mother. Without very well, with almost a drinking without, problem, you know, looking for a bar and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but 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 without all the 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 fucked up tropes and and all the other bullshit, like she played what you would see, like just a mom that's kind of like I was, you know, I was turned on, you know, <laughs> got a little Paul Rudd for her. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> trying, to get, trying to get to third base. I, I I'm 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 throwing up a little Definitely inside, third really, base, but right? no, it's all good. <laughs> Wasn't that a line uh, from the movie? Definitely third base. Or something? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, that's uh, that was a podcast. Okay. I believe that said that. <laughs> so, um, yes, uh, I think it was incredible. Uh, next week uh, on How We Sees It, uh, episode one hundred and seven, we are going to tackle uh, the Matrix trilogy. Essentially. That's right. This um, is all in with... prep for the uh, Matrix. Uh afterlife movie <laughs> resurrection <laughs> is it resurrection okay I think it's resurrection uh, yeah. yeah that comes out uh december 22nd is what i remember from the trailer i God, saw the trailer for this we did, we did ghostbusters and now we get to do ghostbusters afterlife then we got we're gonna do matrix yep. and we've got spider-man homecoming coming next week we're like yep. we're like leading into all these movies that are <laughs> that are coming out yeah. that's that's good that's good i like that yeah i love it and well, it's like I, you know, we we've lately have, have been like, oh, what are we gonna do next week? And you know, they usually come to us late in the game. As soon as I saw that trailer, I was like, I think I texted you right after that trailer. I was like, is that yeah, what? We're, okay. We're, yeah, yeah, we that was in the theater. I'm like, yeah, we we need to do Matrix. And so um, <clears throat> we talked about doing if we're gonna do all three or just the one. And I think I think it's better just to tackle all three. Uh, and and. I agree. I, I've seen them all quite a bit, so I'll probably rewatch them. But, uh, but I, there's I a lot to talk Blu-ray. about, and there's <laughs> lots of ups and downs on what make that series interesting and I- I- infuriating at times, and, uh, and uh, really <laughs> exciting to see what they might play play out with this new one. So, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So, and, and, you know, we, I don't know if, uh, maybe our friend Bo jumps on or, or someone else too, but we'll, we'll definitely tackle all three of those next week. Uh, Matrix getting prepared for the new movie on the 22nd. 
which which then we may cover that soon after that too so uh as always uh rate review and uh subscribe to us <laughs> on your uh, podcast catcher of your choice um it's always fun. You can join us on our, our uh, Facebook group. It's a private group right now, so you have to ask to be enjoyed, and then I'm going to let you do it. i got to figure out how I can – I think I have to actually delete that one and start a new one to make it public, which I want to do because I'd, I'd like to get some interaction from people uh, just in case, you know, some of our small number of listeners want to talk about what the hell we talk about. It would be fun <laughs> to do. Um, and we also have an Instagram at uh, HWSI Podcast on Instagram. Join us there. Uh, you can see all the pictures of uh, the drinks we have and uh, what we're talking about. All right. Uh, I think that's it for me, Steve. Got anything else? Nothing for me, Noah. So let's sign off and say Hail Caesars. Hail Caesars. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.